0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television.
2: This
0: is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
1: This episode of the PKD Black Box is brought to you by the Boku Pop Aurora Fundraiser Event. Please join them on September 1st, 2012 from 12pm to 5pm at Collectibles, etc. for a fundraiser to benefit those affected by the Aurora, Colorado shooting. Collectibles, etc. is located in the shopping center on Locust Hill Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. A silent art auction will be held, and customers will also have the chance to donate by buying artwork from local artists. All proceeds for the fundraiser will be given directly to all C's collectibles of Aurora, who will then take the contributions and add them to the Aurora Rise Benefit event to assist and aid the victims and victims' families. If you are not local but still want to help donate, there is a link on the right side of the Boku Pop blog at bokupop.blogspot.com, where you can help out online because there's no such thing as too much help. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. This is the PKD Black Box. Welcome back to the PKD Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor. Before we get to this week's episode, I wanted to uh, send a special shout out to Jamal Igel and Alan White. A few episodes back, they have they came on the PKD Black Box to talk about their Kickstarter projects. One being Molly Danger, the other being the Power Principle. And since um, and as of this recording, as of this recording, both of those projects have officially been fully funded. I wanted to say congratulations to Jamal. Congratulations to Alan. I also wanted to give a special thanks to those who listened to the episode and donated Um, a special thanks to those who spread the word about Molly Danger or the power principle and supported them. You know, just, you know, like a retweet, a Facebook post, a donation, every little bit helped these two gentlemen get to where they needed to be with these Kickstarter projects. So without you, they don't, without, without you, these Kickstarter projects don't get fully funded and they don't exist And because of you, these two gentlemen are now able to make these projects a reality. So I want to thank each and every single one of you that supported uh, Molly Danger and the Power Principle. That is incredible and truly awesome. So thank you to each and every single one of you. Now, we're about to get into this week's episode. This week's episode, we're back on the hip hop train. We have three very special guests. You'll find out who they are after the music break. In some of the discussions, the word nigga is put out there. And that is in use in in context with some of the either A lyrics that are being talked about or um, in context to certain uh, interviews uh, that come about as reference information in this episode. So I wanted to throw that out there to you. But you know what, let's get to our feature presentation. on the first Hip Hop Summit episode uh, we had uh, Niles Gray aka Tribe One and we had Julian Lytle on the episode but this time we had to bring additional family to the episode after um, you know I got talked to on Twitter by uh, by a longtime family friend uh, that was hashtag Lowry's about not being part of the Hip Hop Summit so we coming back with a new round of the Hip Hop Summit but let me introduce everybody that's on this round table. Uh, first of all we have Tribe One aka Niles Gray. Um, he is part of the silver age of hip-hop tribe how you doing man
2: i'm doing excellent thank you again for having me back
1: hey man glad to have you back you know as always and also on the line he is a glyph nominated artist um and you know and webcomic creator uh for the hit webcomic ants he is also very salty about the amazing spider-man movie ladies and gentlemen the one and only julian lido julian how you doing sir
3: yeah, I'm real cold right now. Real cold. So frosty up in here. <laughs> Team Tundra all day. Yes. Oh man, freezing yeah. up from speakers. I see. <laughs> yes, one 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 third of Team Tundra.
1: One third of Team Tundra is on the line. And now now, you've heard this gentleman on the PKD Black Box a couple years ago, and it's been a few cycles since he's been on the PKD Black Box. When he was here last time, he talked about the greatness that is the Mobile Armored Strike Command. He is one of the co-hosts of 11 O'Clock Comics, Mr. Wall Street. Um, he's got more dough than Ted DiBiase. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jason Wood. Jason, how you doing, sir?
0: Yes, sir. Very, very happy to be a part of this. What's up, boys? F-
1: fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm very, very stoked about this episode. What we're doing, um, what we're doing on this episode, we're, we're keeping it hip-hop based, but what, go- what we're gonna be talking about, we're gonna be talking about super groups. we're gonna be talking about groups that have an artist that's actually bigger than the entire group itself, and also spinoff groups from hip-hop affiliations and hip-hop acts. So, and as we know, especially in the 90s, hip-hop was just well-known for all the all three of these things. Constantly, I mean, you couldn't go to a Circuit City, Best Buy, record shop—you name it—without like a new hot record coming out every single week um, in, yes. in, in one of those three categories. I mean, they were everywhere. I mean, labels were just everywhere dropping stuff. I mean, seriously, it was ridiculous. Well, we won't even go into the the, uh, the like the mixtape section, but but no, we wanted to do this roundtable discussion because we want to give you all some more hip hop. So in this. I will. I will let the person that was not part of the episode last time, Mr. Jason Wood, start the conversation.
0: Oh, wow, that's lofty. That that's a, okay. <laughs> well, um, so we can go in a lot of directions, but one of the things that I, uh, y- when you guys were talking last last time about influential groups and stuff, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm about Sean's age, so I'm, I'm 37, going on 38. <clears throat> so, so I've been around for for a good chunk of 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 uh, of hip hop history, and I've been a fan pretty much since I uh, knew what music was. Um, but one of my favorite MCs of all time fits into this category, uh, and that's Ice Cube. Because, uh, of course, you know Cube, uh, along with pretty much all the members of NWA, had at least a little bit of, of solo success. Um, but to me, Cube was... Uh, he, he, he was transcendent. Uh, I just thought he was... Um, his lyrics were just... Uh, he, the first i mean death certificate was just i mean that album i still have it on heavy rotation mm. um yeah
1: and, and i'll throw i'll throw
0: this into the conversation too because because cube obviously is pretty well known to a lot of people uh as his solo career is well documented but um back when i was in college wow. i uh, i went and saw cube in concert in philly mm. that's where i went to school and uh I'll, there were a number of opening acts including the alcoholics Couple other groups, but the uh, mm-hmm. the the opening act, the opening act of the night was a little known group called Gorillas in the Mist, the Lynch Mob. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so wait wait, 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 Is Gorillas in the Mist the? No, same that's the name of their the album. Lynch. That was the name of their album, the Lynch Mob. It's uh, uh, D A Lynch, not like Lynch. L oh, Lynch Mob, the Lynch Mob. And that was what I what I said to Sean after you guys last show is we got to talk about posse groups because. It seemed like when hip hop was first starting out, there were a lot of crews, you know, like guys that kinda came from the same block and hung out together and were friends, maybe they were relatives and they kinda all did their own thing. They had loose affiliations. But then like once once hip hop started getting a little popular and guys started making paper, one of the things they seemed to be able to do was get their their buddies basically to get labeled you know, label deals. Yep. And uh and and frankly most of them were terrible. Like Charles <laughs> R- I mean terrible. <laughs> but um but Cube at his peak which was, you know, sort of like, um, you know, like America's Most Wanted and, and and Death Certificate. And that's like when he was doing that, he was able to get his cousin and a couple of his best friends, who were his crew basically, to to form a group called the Lynch Mob, and put an album called Gorillas in the Mist. And they were the opening act at this concert I was at. Mm. And uh, I have no idea if if any of them are around still, if they're still rhyming, if they're alive even. But uh, but but when I think of posse groups, I think of the Lynch Mob. And uh, it's just ironic because obviously they were the posse group of a guy who broke out from one of the most influential groups of all time to have a great solo career. So I'm kind of tying it all into one little thing. Um, so do, do any of you have Girls in the Mist in your collection?
1: I have. No, no, I've
0: no. like an actual no. record. No, yes, no, of course not.
1: I oh. I have I have the Freedom Got an AK maxi cassette <laughs> single. <laughs>
3: <Nice>. <laughs> Yo, should I be having Matt? The singles, yo. Yes, singles were the Just great s- man going
0: to Sam Goody. Yes, getting them singles. Yes, yeah. Yes. I, I went
3: yeah. To, and what
1: was funny was, I, okay, here's what happened. Um, when my when my mother for a period of time lived in Cincinnati, you know, you had MTV, you had BET, but you also had this channel called the Box. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and the box you had to pay for videos, but at least if you paid for it, you could watch what you what video you wanted to watch. And if you had a VHS tape, you know v, a VHS player with a you know record it, you could record the video, watch as many times as you wanted. Well, mm-hmm. they do little samples of what you know what they got, what's new, and they had the video for Freedom got an AK, and I was like the Lynch Mob. I was like, what's Ice Cube doing in Lynch Mob? You yeah, because I I knew of N.W.A. at the time, I knew of Ice Cube solo stuff, but not that heavily, and yeah. and so I was like, what's this? So. You know, I picked up the phone and, like, knowing good and well, my mom could look at the phone bill. I was like, oh, that's all right. I, I called, <laughs> you know, I called anyway. And then, like, the video showed up a couple minutes later. And I was like, I got to find this. I remember going to a Camelot, and there it was. And I bought it, and I still have it. I, I, st- I still have it. I need to convert it over to, uh, to you know, to a uh, digital because it's, it's, you know, I can't find the CD maxi single anywhere for it. And um, but no, that's the song that got me hip to Lynch Mob. Then I saw yes. their first video, Gorillas in the Mist. Yes. And that song, you know what, man? That song has um, two memorable lines from Ice Cube, which I will never forget. He came in and because like the whole video, they're taking out like a bunch of like either Navy SEALs or like high you know high top yes. military commandos, yes. and, it, and like and they're all in the camo gear, you know, and got the weapons and everything. And in the middle of the song, Ice Cube says, Don't kill grape ape and gilla, I'm a killer, yes. Boy, I fell out." <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I should say too, not to give I, I don't want to give anybody short shrift. Uh, the the members of the group were Shorty,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Malky. T-Bone and JD. Yes. And I'm pretty sure JD was, was, was Cube's cousin. I'm pretty sure. Yes. but uh, And they actually put out two albums because Gorillas in the Mist was the first one. Mm-hmm. And that had to, they had a couple hits. Well, I mean, modest hits, nothing big. Right, right, right. Uh, and then they put out, which is just, uh, talk about a bad, fated name, Planet of Da Apes. Oh. I mean that's uh, and and the, the biggest single from that, if I remember correctly, was "Going Bananas." So it was like, <laughs> oh, I come mean, on. yeah, come on, son. It's it just was rough. It was rough. Oh
1: yeah. Yes. <laughs> so man. Yeah.
2: Oh, man.
0: And that- there was a time in hip hop where you could
2: thug anything and you could duh anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were guaranteed to sell at least a couple tens of thousands of records. Yes,
1: that was the precursor to uh, Little L I L.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You know. uh this is true you this know. is true
1: man so you don't take it back now i'm gonna have to go in the basement hook up my tape player and play yeah. my Freedom <laughs> AKC. Well, and,
0: and also too if we're and just other thing about cube is if you're if you're extending it even further you could say he was part of a quote-unquote super group is if you at least he would call it that which was the Westside connection mm-hmm. I, I don't know that i would have called oh, him so. man
1: well but. i i actually had I, them yo, on my list but go, 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 yeah. go ahead go ahead tell oh.
3: us. go ahead speak on it y'all speak on it speak on it. no man that was my girl when that uh oh a Makes the world that song. And it was in sitting on like the, the space on the giant thrones with the suits on. Yo, I could yo, that was and uh Maxon had one of the dopest lines I still use. You say straight stalking and chicken hawking. I was like, that's the best way somebody like getting girls ever, yeah. yo. Chicken yeah. hawking. Cause who don't like the chicken hawk? You know, I
0: gotta be honest, I don't <laughs> have much to say about West Side Connection because I, I I don't know. I, I felt like um I don't know it, it 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 didn't work for me. I don't I you know I was the East Coast guy, mm-hmm. so um now obviously I was a Cube fan, so I could live with the with, with the West Coast hip hop, but like when he when he and mac 10 and, and and WC got together, I was sort of like, I don't know. Um but that first album was tight, but I I never like that to me is sort of the beginning of the the darker the darker phase of Ice Cube's hip hop career to is me. You yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. I always had a big problem with West Side Connection for the worst reason possible because they put the wrong finger on top when they threw up the West Side.
0: Oh, yes, you're right.
2: They put the middle finger up instead of the ring finger. And if you look back at Tupac's All Eyes on Me, he's got the ring finger on top. Mm. and that is the correct way to do it and that is the worst reason to not like that group
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think the thing that got me about West Side Connection because see I never bought the album but I had the two singles Bow Down and uh, Gangsters Make the World and Gangsters Mm -hmm. Make the World Go Round yeah
3: that was gangsters it's the holidays
1: (laughs) oh man and see I I only bought those two singles because I, I think the reason why was is that during that period of time they had started that whole that was also during the whole East Coast West Coast beef crap and, right. and you know, and it came off to me that, like, West Side Connection was just trying to be hard for being hard's sake.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And and so, like, I could get with Bow Down because I'm like, yo, Ice Cube's a legend. You know, MAC-10's going to come up. Dub- and Dub C was just a, a straight veteran, okay?
2: I thought Dub C was the best one in the group, like, hands down.
1: Well, Dub C, to me, has always been underrated, but... Oh yeah, but yeah. like, but those two songs, I was, you know, I was cool with those two tracks. But anything else, I just didn't want to hear. You know, I really didn't want to hear. I was like, I can take this, but the rest of this to me is overkill. So by the time like you know another record came out or another song came out from them, I didn't, I didn't care. But it was just a, it was just that that strong time in hip hop when they came out and they, they had hits and they sold records. But you're right though. I mean, Cube is at like a, has touched on a lot of things, man. A lot of
0: things. Yeah. Now he's now he's now he's in twenty one Jump Street.
1: I love 20 was hilarious. Yes.
0: He was man. It was funny. Oh man. Yeah, man,
1: yeah. You talk about a dude that's like really come like as far as like full circle. You, you know, I mean, from you know starting out with NWA to doing like all these other projects to then you know forming his own production company, making his own movies. You know, starring in like family films, basically like doing a couple. You know, uh, producing a couple sitcoms for TBS. Other than T- Tyler Perry, and who would have thought that? Back in like you know in the late '80s, Cube would be at the spot where he's at right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I, I, look, Ice—I I mean, Ice T is in a reality show and on a, a cop show, right? I mean, yeah. like the world. and a documentarian. Oh, his, movie, yeah. his
3: movie is fantastic.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, I gotta
3: see his that. film about about scene is fantastic. Oh, cool. And Q Tip spits like some hot ass. Verses to the camera, just freestyling. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's great. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah, it's called the art of rap, right?
3: Yo, yo. Yo, it's my time to shine and i am a shine bright. Terrorize the mic, get the crowd hype, make them want to fight. You see the rhymes I construct, flows I conduct. They mess up the body like somebody got bucked by the word. I lays it down flat like a doormat. Get get down. In every state, wherever I pour
2: So I, I spent like the last 90 minutes at work today <laughs> nice. writing down just like all <laughs> kinds of lists. So I think... I think the one that stands out to me the most is absolutely, without a doubt, Flip Mode Squad.
3: Oh, everybody! That's number two on my list, right that, there. That was number one yeah. on mine. Oh, uh, Flip Mode.
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Flip Mode is the Squid Dog. Full, full <laughs> disclosure. I gotta gotta say, full disclosure. Busta Rhymes was this close to being my neighbor. Mm. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. I gotta. Well, so, dude, <laughs> you know this. Uh, you, 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 you know this, um, uh, Julian. Uh, Miss Elliott is my neighbor.
3: And, what uh, so wait, yeah, wait. And your, your kid goes to school with DJ Envy's kid. you live in Missy and you almost <laughs> live in there Buster bus. my God, that's a sitcom <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's the thing that's funny, right? So Missy because she's friends with Busta. I guess for some reason he wanted to get a house in in Jersey I guess so he you know like for I guess when he's in New York or whatever Same. so uh so so she got, she convinced him to come to our our area and look and my real the the woman who sold me out my house took him to look at houses. And she brought him to the to the largest house in our town, like it's 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 like I I don't know. I'm guessing it's like fifteen thousand square feet.
2: I thought you were gonna say the largest house on my street, but you said in the town, like the entire town.
0: town. So 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 he sees it and he like she shows it to him and then he just says her deadpan like, "It's just not big enough." (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, man, this is crazy. (laughs) So yeah, but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. So
2: yes, back to flip mode. Which is the Squid Dog, by the way. Um, you have the the terrible side. Because flip mode is, you know, it's very much like their namesake. They have two sides. You can flip the mode and have good and then flip the mode again and have terrible. Yes. And the, t- the terrible... <laughs> I, I apologize for that. <laughs> the terrible <That's> awesome. <laughs> is Rampage the Last Boy Scout. Oh. Who's one of the worst rappers. And he's not terrible, but he's so mediocre that it's just like i would rather you be bad than be that like not noteworthy mm, right and then
3: yeah, baby, yeah, baby sham oh. falls in that category we're not gonna talk oh, about baby sham
2: now right in the middle you have spliff star who is not a good rapper well,
3: the but is be the of
2: best hype man i've ever yes. seen in my entire life yes like, I saw Buster Rhymes perform at my college homecoming. He came to to Morehouse, like, my sophomore year, and just put on the best show I've ever seen in my life, and at least 50% of that is because Spliffstar is so amazing at being on stage. And then, uh, you know, you have Rod Digger, who, you know, could have been fantastic, but I feel like... The one single with the video she put out, she tried to sexify it, and that's just not who she is. Wait, I are mean, yeah, yep. you talking about tight? You talking about the tight video? I think so. The one where she was like dancing and wearing like booty shorts. And no, stuff? no, no,
1: that wasn't tight. Tight, that wasn't the video. But I know what you're talking about, though. That was another single. Her first single was tight. It was called tight, and BET, Rap City pumped it for a minute, and and then just like quit playing it. And I yeah. mean, because like that was like straight hard, like MC Light type lyrics. With a- it had like this tight, like violin playing yeah. in the background. I
0: think, well, mm-hmm. uh, she had that song, um, uh, "Break Fool, Break a Fool."
1: Yeah, Fool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so but yeah. but I'm sorry, we keep yeah. interrupting you, dog. Go
2: oh ahead, ahead. no, you're good, man. You're good. Like she should have been so much better than she ever was. Yeah. And then you have Lord Have Mercy.
3: Oh.
2: Oh praise. boy. Yes. Who is. Like, I think if you look at any, like, side group of any rap artist ever, like, Lord Have Mercy is the absolute standout of all of them. Yeah. Uh, and he's not, yeah. you know, he left Flip Mode Squad early, but he's still, like, anytime you think of Flip Mode Squad, you think of Flip Mode Squad meets Def Squad, and Lord Have Mercy on that track is just ridiculous. And and Lord Have Mercy as the, the first voice you hear on Buster Rhymes' first album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that. Come on, man! Come on! He's put out some good mixtapes too. He's still out there. I just, in my research, in my last ninety minutes of work today, I found out that he's still alive and making music, and uh, I'm going to be downloading those as soon as this podcast. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I've definitely, i definitely, I know, I, I heard a mixtape of his a year or two ago that was pretty tight. Mm. So
1: yeah, it, it hurt me because Lord have mercy was my dude, um, especially on uh, the tr- on the on the track uh, called uh, "Hit Him with the Heat" because that mm-hmm. was produced by. Um, a dude that used to be real popular at, during that period of time uh the the the, uh, the rock wilder he produced that song um, and the beat was dude, just
0: well yeah speaking i mean that that method man and uh red man joint was off the hook to yep, exactly
1: yeah. and 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 like i remember like lord have mercy came in he just came in with like this hot verse and like his voice was so commanding i was like i'm like yeah. this dude is just strong and any <laughs> track he was on on that out al- on that album was like beyond listenable for me. I just I would yes. I would play it again and again and again.
2: Yeah. Man You know, I've I've never imagined him as like a person. He's always just been like this ethereal like figure, like a burning bush mm-hmm. with a voice coming out of it.
1: Yeah. No, see, I remember after um the first flip mode out Mode Squad album came out, about a year later I had seen I was cause this is when like you know, I was getting the source and XXL and all that other stuff, and, you know, and like I would see like all these ads cause like man the source had like a gajillion pages worth of ads. And I flipped and there's this like little little small ad and like Tommy Tommy Boy, who you know, which was still a label at the time, they were about to start like this like indie, <clears throat> a side indie label for like hip hop acts. Even though you know they produced hip hop acts, it was gonna be like a like a small little label. And one of the artists was Lord Have Mercy, and it was like a single. I hunted everywhere for this, <laughs> could never find it, and I was pissed. And then, you know, then I heard that the Flip Moat Squad was coming out with a new album um, after the first one came out in 98. And now around, now this is around the time where he was flipping from, they broke off from Electra Records, they're moving to J Records, Things didn't work out, so the album didn't get released. So then, supposedly, when Buster went to went to Aftermath, he's gonna try to get it out. Then, now, by the time the second album was was gonna come out, Lord Have Mercy was already gone. I think he got replaced by a dude by the name of Rock Marciano or something like that. Oh yes.
4: yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm like, dude, you're not Lord Have Mercy, dog. I need Lord Have no. Mercy, you know. And,
0: yeah. And oh. well, they had a, they, I mean, because I don't, I think they go. Well, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's technically even, but they go by, like Busta's crew goes by the conglomerate now, yeah. right? Like that's that's their new name. Yep, the conglomerate. And I guess yes. there's there's some. I mean, I, I don't even know if you could say there's a real connection between. I mean, I guess there is because technically there's so overlap between some of the guys. But like I know, like I know Papoose is part of that crew. Yeah, because he was on Hot 97 all the time. But oh yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, oh the eternal letdown of this Papoose.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Tribe's also right that Rampage, though like Rampage was <laughs> each every every one of. Like it seems like every posse group has the the front man, meaning like the which is usually the the successful rapper's best friend. You know? Yeah and Rampage yeah. was that for 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 Busta. Like Rampage was yeah, his They were his, cousins, weren't they? Yeah, but like that was his home like that was his top guy. And yeah. so by default, Rampage became like the leader of this group, which I always think hurt them because yeah, like, he, absolutely. He, was not, he wasn't the best lyricist, he wasn't best hype man. He they really didn't have anything working for him other than the fact that he was buster's most trusted friend and that that always i think that's gotten in the way of a lot of these posse groups right yeah because
1: yeah and that's the whole thing with Ram, like with rampage like rampage had a, like a like a tight voice his voice was tight because it you know yeah, it was yeah. it was rough and it, it was powerful he had that
3: that that rasp that growl yeah, yeah but yeah. the
1: lyrics just the lyrics didn't match the fortitude of his
3: voice it's it's True, nah. and he somehow got on one of the greatest posse cuts of all time all the flavor the flavor in your ear remix yeah yes yeah, one of the greatest yeah. posse cuts ever You're right.
0: You're
1: right.
3: conceived and birthed into the earth it's like, a cur- <laughs> it's like Jack Kirby made it that's on, on my list on of posse cuts <laughs> yeah. you, nice. you done brought back
1: you done brought back good memories man oh yeah.
0: glad Tribe went that route because when when people say Busta like I saw people on Twitter saying like oh you gonna talk about leaders the new school and I was like no. Oh, no. Huh? Yeah. No. No. Because <laughs> no. Th- you know. that really—I mean—that was just—I mean—people only know leaders in the school because of two things: scenario, uh-huh. and then yeah. and then Busta Rhymes. Like, yeah. it, uh, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. Folks, r- folks yeah. don't talk about just another case of the PTA.
0: No. Uh, Love <laughs> that song. No. I guess we. Well, I, I guess you just, just did, but. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just another case of the PTA. You know that that was the cut that and sob story. I I just remember I kept this CD in my car. For like seven straight months it never left my car this flip mode squad album never left my car and mm-hmm. to never get anything after after it you know of that quality yeah and it's you know like so there are some duds on it but
0: well, they only had that one studio album yeah there was uh, the imperial was the only album i think they put out like that yeah. by a
1: label yep exactly exactly yeah. Huh. and yeah man but like production by uh dj scratch who was also hot during that period of time uh swiss yeah. beats uh Rock Wilder and the Beat Miners.
2: Yep, swizzy. One more thing regarding Lord Have Mercy is um somewhere over the rainbow I son MC Nice. Oh break a two. Yeah. I break a one I break a two. I break a one
3: I break a two. I break a one I break a
4: two. I break a one.
1: You know what? I'm just going to talk about Def Squad.
2: Oh. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, no, no, no. Is that side group or is that super group?
1: Um, I would say super group. I would say Def Squad is a super group because you got Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah. yeah, that's a super group oh, yeah. for sure. You you have chosen correctly. Oh, <laughs> 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 you got Eric Sermon who, you know, who was, you know, yes. who, who was doing a solo thing because EPMD had split up and you know and like him and Perry smith had beef for a while you had
0: best epmd best name ever oh yeah i I think that's it'd be uh making dallas i love it
1: oh hey man i love i love epmd and when Mm -hmm. when they broke up oh as a kid i was hurt and then when sermon came out with that first solo album and the first single was called stay real had that uh roger troutman sample i ran to camelot and bought that cassette (laughs) in a heartbeat but anyway, true, anyway,
2: you said Camelot. Yeah, I Camelot, haven't heard of yeah. Camelot records in a million years. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> hey, man, Camelot was the home of the 99 cent CD single. If your if your if your album wasn't selling, they made sure a record label made sure they would put a 99 cent CD single in that store, and at least that single would go multi platinum.
0: Yes but um, So you, you were talking about El Nino Yes
1: El Nino Yes um, Def Squad Which yes. consisted of Red Man Who had like a lot of hits You know with Def Jam yeah. And a lot of great albums
2: that, that was a perfect time For Red Man yes. too Yes uh, You
1: know the, Yeah
3: the, mm-hmm. the 90s Were a wonderful time uh, The late 90s Was like his uh, His explosion Of all, yeah, it, all Over it, the place He and
0: Meth yeah. He and Meth had that That sitcom for a minute too Yeah
3: Oh Yeah <laughs> Oh my god <gosh. laughs> Yo Yo I watched at least I watched two thirds of that Just because it was them I
2: did too. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's why anybody watched it. Yeah,
1: and not only that, but you also had Keith Murray, who who at the time was one of Jive Jive Records' biggest MCs, you know, and one of their better-selling acts, you know, along with Tribe Called Quest and a couple others, and together they formed Def Squad. And I remember the first time I heard Def Squad wasn't on the El Nino album; it was on the Nutty Professor soundtrack.
0: Oh boy!
1: And the track was called Breaker One, Breaker Two, and I was like, oh, "This yes. shit is hot."
0: And but but hold on a second, let's roll back for a second. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I understand that 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 was hot, but <laughs> at what point did you decide to listen to the Nutty Professor soundtrack for for hot <laughs> singles? Like,
3: <laughs> yo, Nutty Professor, yo, the name is one of the best. Yo. soundtracks. to of- oh my god, yeah, man. it Wait, had what? that case on that touch. Uh, it had case oh, yeah, case. you're teasing? learning me. I, okay, I never. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Like,
1: I'm gonna get you hip Hold on, real quick. Let me get you hip. <laughs> <laughs> on. on the Spotify. <laughs> Shit. Yo,
2: no, no, for real. That was a great time for soundtracks because the Nothing to Lose soundtrack was super dope. Yep. The uh, the what was the soundtrack oh, Bullworth soundtrack? was Super dope.
1: That was that was at fire. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 What was the one? The movie with the uh, Bokeem Woodbine? Are you talking about the big? Uh, uh, Jason's
1: lyric.
0: Uh, what is it? Jason's lyric. No, 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 no! it was oh, after uh, well, that? Well, I know that the, the Dead President soundtrack was
2: good. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was another. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Shit! Um, no, there was a there was a movie with Bokeem Woodbine. The soundtrack was amazing. It had uh, it had this Gangstar song on it. I, I have no idea, but it's like 97, 98.
1: All right, okay. Check it.
2: I apologize.
0: Uh, this is white space for
2: me.
1: Oh no 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 no! It's all good. No, no, check it. Okay. This is this is who all was on that Nutty Professor soundtrack. You had okay. Touch me, tease me, which was like the hit single from Case featuring Foxy Brown. <sighs> right, you yes. had um. I like with Montel Jordan and Slick Rick.
0: Montel Jordan's my man. All right. Go ahead. And um.
1: <laughs> then you had then you had um a song with Monica and Naughty by Nature called Ain't Nobody. Um, you had uh, let's see the first appearance of the short-lived Boys the Men clone group as yet that first single last night which was a big hit. Oh yeah, yes. Um, yes. You had um, the first appearance of uh, the track "Ain't No Nigger" by Jay Z and Foxy Brown. Um, you also had "Breaker One, Breaker 2 by Def Squad. You had the "Doing It" remix, which sampled "Art of Noise" by LL Cool J. Huh? Yeah, the shit was hot. That soundtrack. I have to cop
0: that on, on iTunes. Like, that,
1: yo, 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 it's worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's only... Fun, Nutty Professor, huh? Yeah, the first Nutty Professor nutty soundtrack was soundtrack. hot. It was hot. It was hot. It was the reason why I went to go see the movie. and It helped bring Def Jam back, yes. effectively. Yes. And like 13 wow. tracks. Out of the 13 tracks... Eight are fantastic, five. You know, huh. eight are fantastic. Three are, eh, and the other two. Right, are I'm, I'm going to be bumping this tomorrow on the way to work. All right, cool. And and and, <laughs> and, and you, if you think we're wrong, just 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 hit us up I'll on Twitter. Let you know. <laughs> but no, <laughs> this is. But that was the first spot where I heard Def Squad, and it was a tight. It was a tight little track. And so then, you know, a couple years later, they come back and they form Def Squad. And before the Def Squad album came out, they had a single where they did their cover Rapper's Delight.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, that's for sure. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, so, yeah.
1: and so I'm like, I can't go wrong with this. And then El Nino dropped. And I remember picking up an issue of Vibe because I had a subscription to Vibe. And the first thing I would do is go back and read the music reviews. And, mm-hmm. and at the same time, around the same time El Nino came out, uh, Beastie Boy's Hello Nasty came out. Yes. And oh, basically, wow. Vibe dissed both records. they dissed El Nino and Hello Nasty and I was like I can't fuck with y'all no more and I went to the store (laughs) they did? yeah yeah. see I wasn't reading vibe then oh yeah I gave up on that you'd you'd have been Salty Mick Salterson and after reading that and so like I was like screw that went bought both albums I was thoroughly pleased I just always thought that Def Squad was tight. I always liked Eric Sermon's voice, his vocal tone, you know, his lyrics oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. He was oh, the yeah. he was the original, you know, dude that had the rap with the lisp and the mumbles. I'm like, you know, Mace didn't, Mace <laughs> didn't do that first. Eric Sermon did that first. That's true. And yeah. you know, and Keith Murray when it came to like um you know, dropping analogies and synonyms and just all types of craziness. There was nobody like Keith Murray. Keith Murray was at his peak at this time. Redman was at his peak at this time. Yep, yep. And, you know, so it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite supergroup albums. They got back together like a couple years later on DreamWorks and did an album called like Deaf Squad Presents Eric Onassis. And I think, I don't know why they called it that, but it was still a Deaf Squad record. And I remember... And I remember when it dropped, there was also a track with, uh, you know, with uh, Eric Sermon and Parrish Smith on it because e- EPMD did get back together. It did. yeah, Which uh, made me very happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but no, that's my group. Death Squad. All right. All right.
2: Can I just say that the story of the rise and fall of Keith Murray is one of the tragedies in hip hop? Um, yeah. When I was with uh, Adam Warrock on the MC Chris tour, he like randomly like he, we found out that him and Cannabis had put out a record called the under gods and we listened to we downloaded it he bought it like in the car on the way to a venue and he we listened to the entire thing and it is the worst goddamn shit i've ever heard (laughs) in my entire life (laughs) like oh that's funny like i it's so bad that i i implore you to go find it don't buy it but listen to it and just just weep with me nice. <laughs> over mm-hmm. over how bad can so and sad. you, yeah, and like now with the whole thing with cannabis reading battle lyrics off of a you know a page, like it it makes sense now because he's terrible. If if I if I hadn't known if I hadn't heard this record and then I saw the video of him reading the lyrics, I would have it would have been too much for my my little heart to bear.
1: <laughs> I you know I remember second round knockout. Anything else from cannabis? Um, is non-existent to me. That and the oh, four man. three and the four three two one appearance. Um, on, oh yeah. Oh, oh man, man yeah. what a
3: great posse cut. Especially the extended yeah. long with Master P in it. With, with, like the full <laughs> it.
1: with the Terrell Davis jersey on.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> no. You know what? You know what? Before we go, before we go to Julian, um, there was a lot of talk about Lord Have Mercy from Flip Mode. And I remember in college, like the year I graduated from college, I was joking with a friend because there was a couple. There were a couple of dudes that did sound just in tone, not rhyme style, but tone to Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Charlie Tuna from Jurassic Five, mm-hmm. and and D and DV alias Christ this, this and he was like a real like underground dude he popped up on a couple of songs on yeah, people's on I people's albums this. but like i remember in college i was like yo them three need to get together and do a do a track called guess who because nobody would be able to tell who was who on that track
3: All right, I'm gonna take you back into recent recent history. You know, you guys coming with some classic hits from the golden era. I'm gonna take you back to 24 year old Julian. It's 2004. I'm not terribly broke, but I'm not popping off. I'm not I'm not cold yet. I'm not freezing yet. <laughs> you know, there's this this nice double CD I got from, and and the group is led by one of the most eloquently ignorant rappers of all time <laughs> the name of this group used to be the Taliban mm. but they had to change it because of what happened this is the diplomats <laughs> diplomats Deep set baby <laughs> <Dip> set, <laughs> set. Yep. cameron cameron Tiles, joel santana my man jim jones freaky ziki Harlem, <laughs> stand up i'm rocking pink in the hood it's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, oh I, my God. I dip sets on my list. Oh. Hmm. That double C, I, I purposely left them off my list. Wow,
3: I had a I had a resurgence. It was like something happened to me late last year. I was like, yo, I need I need that feeling back. Of just that, just just pure y'all. just pure <laughs> ignorance, yo. It's yeah. the it's the, it's the group that literally broke up. Dame and Jay-Z. <laughs> they did.
0: Yeah, man. Yes. Much to Dame's chagrin. jay alright from self out there. In hindsight, <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm. But it was so like it was like who no one can no one can spit pure ignorance as beautiful as Cameron. Oh, that is. Like sad. he's purely ignorant. <laughs> He's the only guy that can go to on Bill O'Reilly show and tell him you mad and start something. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all he do to have tracks where it's just like you get to a point where he's like I'm getting money, nigga. Like, like who's who's fucking with camera? And then you got Jim Jones who sucks as a rapper. He's never been. <laughs> but yo, you see him coming in with the long hair, and you know, you know how Jim is. You know he comes in, that's how we do. You know I run the company, Dipset. Come on, I'm still watching this dude on TV. You're right. Like he's like Jim Jones. He got a little bit better, but he's still terrible. The funny <laughs> thing
0: is, is they <laughs> all started they all tried to start their own after they all started hating on each other, they all they all tried to start their own new groups. Yeah, and it was and they all insane. sucked.
3: Mm-mm. It's like they needed that. It, it, they needed that. Come on. Oh man, come on. He damn Jim Jones is the reason why 50 and game had beef. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones is like come on man getting this this track get on this video on 50. It's like what the fuck you doing getting on song with Jim Jones? He sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got plans on 50 cent. <sighs> you know but yo there was so many there was so many tracks like I'm ready and oh man uh oh I can't even I can't even think about it. I listen to it every day but it's just it has just just, just blaze Kanye before everybody knew he could rap, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was impeccable. Like it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful ignorance. Like listeners, y'all, y'all need to go to Spotify. Or something go go listen mm-hmm. to Diplomatic Community. I don't care if you don't like rap music. You are gonna learn something. You might be able to understand my comics in the future if you listen to Diplomatic Community.
0: Yes, <laughs> and, and the aptly titled Diplomatic Community too. They were, they were really creative with their uh, album titles. Mm. It was really. I, I would be remiss. And
2: my friend Adam would never forgive me if I didn't contribute the following lines. What up, ma? You ever dealt with a dilla? Here's the deal. We going to the dilla.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was that part the video at the end where cameras. like act like he's playing the piano. It was like dun, 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 dun. and then he just shows his hand with all the rings. Yes. I was like, oh, but I just fell out. Like it was just like, oh man, hmm. it was it was. Oh. I Gibson think
2: Oh, at one point, they must have realized or, or decided to play a joke on the world and just be as terrible as they could be because they really, like, <laughs> legitimately and earnestly tried to popularize, like, rhyming one word with the exact same, same. word. Mm-hmm. You're yes. right. And, You're and right. like, for a while, it seemed like it was going to catch on, but then it didn't, and they're the only ones doing it, and it's still not good. Yeah. Like hey, son
0: hey, and Son.
3: You, you listen to radio now. You listen to the radio now, man. I don't know. Maybe I hear it all over the place now. They was too they was they was ahead of the curve. Yeah. Rap didn't get wasn't that bad yet. No.
0: Well, but see, I was going to say, you say they're ahead of the curve. That's not a compliment, though. Like, yeah. like they, they, were they were the first, first ones, ones to genericize <laughs> hip-hop into, like, a satire.
3: That's true. But I still fucks with Cam. I really a strong
0: I have a strong affection for Dipset just because when I was first working and going to New York every day, like, I would listen to the radio because it was like you know before really well at least before I had like any kind of mp 3 player and stuff so I used to listen to Hot 97 on the way in and like Dipset was always in the news because of their feuds so, like with each other and other people like it was like every morning there was news about Dipset like it was always like they were always being talked about it never like every single day there was a story about L's or Cameron or Freaky Ziki like there was always something to be said about them always
3: yo there was a time when they got when they, they had beef with Nas and yeah. he's like yo knock that koofy off here. Yeah. <laughs> yo,
0: you know yo. it's funny you bring up Nas because for a guy that is 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 arguably one of the best MC's of all time and I know that's debatable depending on how you stand no, but you know not. a lot yeah, of people right, of think of him that way he has been clowned by more people on, on, on beef records than anybody yeah out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has been a clown by so many people, man. Mm-hmm. It's the
3: reason why I make him. I use Spider Man as his, as my covers for him. Because <laughs> he gets yes. beat up, when he comes <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, I just read that uh, Khalees is like broke. She's she's in trouble with the with the IRS. Ooh, she broke when she yeah. get forty k a month. She, she spent it all she hasn't paid her taxes in years oh my she's
3: still getting 40k a month so she shouldn't be broke she's just not paying her taxes that
0: 40k is going to go straight to the IRS it looks yes, like it, yes it will
3: yes that baby said well yeah he should just take his baby back then <laughs> 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 my kid I can, life is good you know that's what that's what the album say
1: <laughs> nice the, the one the one Cameron lyric I will always remember and it was it was a non-diplomat album it was well it was it was a diplomat you know it was based in the dip, Diplomats, but it was that Def Jam Rockefeller solo record, the old boy track with him and Jules Santana. Mm. Jules Santana. Oh, oh, my God. Jules Santana, someone who possibly had the ability to be mega and just said, fuck it. We're not, we're not yeah. doing that.
2: You made a conscious decision to be terrible. <laughs> and, um,
1: mm-hmm. But I just remember the first time I heard this lyric and uh, Cameron was like, it's the D.I.P., with the ROC you'll be DOA your moms will say in the, oh boy came on I was like damn it Cameron you gonna make me like a song ain't you,
3: you go, yo he used the beats so like they just made beats so he could do that like it's insane like the I Really Mean A song the whole first verse is him saying something and then the beat finishes his line uh, like this it's, it's I don't know he's like an idiot savant of rap <laughs> I don't know. I do know. That's just me. I just sometimes. Yo, just that's a, a perfect
2: listen- description. That is a perfect description.
3: I want a queen on every continent. So I can
0: All right. So, one guy that I think doesn't get appreciated uh, for his contributions to uh, expanding what hip hop can be uh, is Prince Paul. Yes. And mm, mm-hmm. and uh when we talk about supergroups, uh he was a part of, of, of one of the more interesting quote unquote supergroups of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh and 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 that would be <laughs> that would be the uh the quartet that were then known as uh the gatekeeper, the resurrector, the undertaker, and the grim reaper. Yes. Better known as Prince Paul the Riza. The rest in peace, now deceased, too poetic, and Fruit Quan, uh, otherwise known as collectively the Gravediggers. Yes. Diggers. Yes. yes. Um, so <laughs> I remember when this album came out, and I, I, I went over to Sam Goody and picked it up <laughs> on just the reputation of who was in it. And uh, I was baffled at first. Like, I was baffled because I, I, you know, this wasn't, again, this was like mid 90s, what, '90? ninety five ninety six maybe mm-hmm. and and yeah. this you know this was pre i mean the internet existed, but this wasn't like we weren't you know we didn't have the advantage of knowing a lot about what we were buying before we bought it, you know yeah. like the, you could you could maybe depending on the the story, you could maybe you know listen to a couple cuts uh of it you know on a on a headphone before you bought it, so I bought it, brought it home so I listened to it, and I was like, huh. I mean for those that don't know gravediggers was one of the the i guess the more prominent if not progenitors of an of a little thing called horror core yep. which mm-hmm. is, is basically rap about you know horror about you know blood guts violence you know uh horror you know it's horror themed rap basically yeah. and these guys were the progenitors and um you know and collectively uh all great great uh you know, great, great MCs. Well, and 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 a DJ. Uh, you know, the album was tightly produced. Um, and but what surprised me is I, I remember buying Six Feet Deep, which was their first album. Again, I found it interesting. I don't know that I ever thought it was awesome. I mean, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide was a good, good cut. But you know, I I thought it was more like intellectually interesting that they would do an album like this than something that I wanted to bump all the time. But what I found fascinating when I was making the list for the show is that. They put out a lot of albums. Yes. Like <laughs> they didn't stop. And I I like I'm surprised by that cuz I figured I would have known that, but they put out an album in 97, mm-hmm. they put out an album in 2002, mm-hmm. and supposedly they put an album out in 2010 like a, an EP wow. which I haven't seen, but I I'm I'm baffled. Yeah, man. Um mm. but yeah, but it was it was one of those things where, you know, Prince Paul's done a lot of experimental stuff. And uh, and I love that. And these guys, you know, it was just interesting. I, like I said, I can't say that it was great. I can't say that I, I, I loved it, but uh, it's definitely memorable. Definitely oh, yeah. memorable. Yeah. yeah, man.
1: Like, the, the thing with um, with the Horror core was also what a lot of people don't remember is that before the locks were the locks, they were part of Horror core and they were known as the Warlocks. Yep. Oh, I you know what I didn't remember that. Yeah, man. Yeah.
3: Because it was terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never heard any of
2: those songs, but I always knew they were the warlocks before they were the locks. Uh, no,
3: the video was terrible.
1: Oh awful. No idea. <laughs> awful. Now see, I didn't know about Gravediggers until the ninety seven album, uh the pick yeah. the pick, the sickle and the shovel. Yeah. Because yeah, they had, with video, yeah
2: they, the the night the earth exactly,
1: cried. yes. And I went yeah. I went to get that single and I think they didn't have that CD. They didn't have that CD single, but I got Unexplained instead because that was a single as well. And Because those were the two hits off the album, Unexplained and The Night the Earth Cried. Yeah, Prince Paul, man, you can't label Prince Paul under one category. You can't. No. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. The, and the thing is, I didn't realize that until he dropped that, um, that album, uh, Prince Among Thieves, Oh yeah, that shit's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is one like that's a great that's a great album because it's not.
2: That j- is one of the yeah. best hip hop albums to ever uh, exist. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I
1: mean because it's it's like it's beyond a concept record. It's it's like part audio drama, you know. Part you know you know part hip hop. It's got everything, and like there's a lot of people on that joint too. Yeah, and oh,
2: um, yeah, he's got Sadat X and Exhibit on the same track. Yes,
1: yo, <laughs> he brought back Chub Rock.
2: Yeah, yes. yeah, he did.
1: Oh shit was hype as hell.
2: (laughs) From east to west, whether you're thin or thick, whether your girl sucks lollies or just pure dick. That shit was so banging. I was like, like for for me growing up, I like I was just too young for like half of these dudes on here. Like the Big Daddy Kane song, the Chubb Rock song, like back to back.
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Who well, look, the I hell mean, is this? <laughs> I mean, you can't talk about Prince Paul without talking about Handsome Boy Modeling School. Mm-hmm. I mean, that album, How's Your Girl? I guess it's So How's Your Girl, but but uh, crazy man. It, I mean, like, like, I mean, talk about guest appearances. I mean, you got Sean Lennon on that piece. Yeah, I mean, dude. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: Like another Prince Paul record that folks really need to listen to. It came out in 2003. It was called Politics of the Business. Um, it was it was an indie record, and he had a bunch of people on there like um like his Prince Paul and uh, Chuck D Ice Beat Nuts uh, yep and a bunch of folks <laughs> and, and MF, MF Doom was on it, and it's just, it's just an independent record, and um it's like basically you get his observations and other rappers observations of you know of the music industry but I mean but it's, it's a hip you know, but it's just st- still a straight hip hop record though and I love this album and a lot of people don't know about it think like if I remember right Dave Chappelle's on it and he plays like a label exec so yeah, yeah. It's called Prince Paul's Politics of the Business, and I'm sure you could probably find it at half price books for like a buck fifty now. So you know, go go cop it.
3: Go cop. Now I was thinking about Prince Paul. Always think about the um the Buddy video because that also fits a good posse cut because the long version that has like Jungle Brothers, Daylight. Like, and uh, tribe and Moni love, and like some cute Queen all, Latifah all the native tongues, yeah, yeah, like all of them. And you know, it starts out with Paul saying it in front of the it's sort of like the you know, this little thing before they just goes to the track. I always, everybody, every time I think about Prince Paul, I think of like I think of that video, and like mm-hmm. all of them, it's like man, that was a special time right there. Mm-hmm. Well, and
0: you know where he's from, right? No, Amityville. <laughs> as in like the Amityville heart, like, like that's that's one <laughs> of the reasons he was inspired to do hardcore really
3: that's crazy Mm
0: -hmm. that makes sense
1: man yep i see now i learned something new see that there you go (laughs) bringing the knowledge (laughs) that's right you know this (laughs) yes
2: Talked about some real heavy hitters. Now, I want to bring up the Mo Thugs family. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> the
2: whole Talking state of
1: Ohio funded them for 20, by oh. 20 albums. <laughs> Boy.
2: Talking about the hand coming out of the pyramid. <laughs> the uh, graveyard shift. Poetic hustlers. This is when I started oh being God. a little
0: fitting a little For the first time in my life, I started feeling disconnected from, like the 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 the, the most popular hip hop. Mm. When when, <laughs> when 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 Bone Thugs and their crew started getting big, I was like, I don't know. I think I gotta start rolling back from the radio. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it took me to be an adult before I actually found before I saw the genius in First of the Month. Uh, it, took, it I had to become like demon. a, a grown ass man so you like oh yes now I get it I had to get all demon. Demon. I had to read some Graham Morrison comics so I had to like you know walk the <laughs> earth a little bit <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: alright so go ahead Mo go ahead Mo
2: I mean really what can you say about the Mo family <laughs> I don't know I'm waiting to hear <laughs> <laughs> man all I remember is they had that video for uh Thug Devotion. <laughs> and this was like, this was, I think that album was when the entire public got sick of putting Thug anywhere yes. and having it work. Yeah. So, like, yes. Thug Devotion. Like, I haven't looked at the timeline, but I'm pretty sure Thug Devotion is like right at the end point of that happening. And I, I just remember there was a, a Crazy Bone song on that album called Ghetto Cowboy, which. <laughs> again like you could put ghetto on anything and have it work yes (laughs) Um, but i lived i lived at the time in tucson arizona and he had a, a line in the song where he goes something 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 from tucson arizona and uh yeah it was a big deal for me and my friends at the time but yeah completely forgettable everyone on it was terrible and bones started to suck after that like immediately there
0: were a lot of members of that crew. Yeah, man. Like there, we go. there were a rotate that was a whew. there were a lot of people that came in and out of that crew. Yeah. 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 I mean The best app the, the best named one, by the way, Seldom Seen. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great rap name, I think.
3: That's genius. Seldom.
1: Ah wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, mo thugs. Geez. Mo thugs. <laughs> See, you don't understand. I lived, in Ohio, you know, I lived in, you know, between Middletown and Dayton, Ohio, Greater Cincinnati during that period of time, and you know, they Bone Thugs and Harmony originated from Cleveland, and oh, yeah. and so yeah, Cleveland's like you know three or four hours away from Greater Cincinnati. It still didn't matter. They had all of Ohio on lockdown. And so well, the entire state. They had yeah. yeah, they held the entire state down. So I'm serious. The state of Ohio, I mean, the thuggiest of thugs to the preppiest of white kids bought bone thugs and harmony. Albums, all the side acts, even the mm. the Def Jam Def Jam Flesh and Bone album, they bought oh, everything. <laughs> I mean everything, and for a while, I mean, think about it, they held Ruthless Records down. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, literally there were no there were no there was no need for another act on Ruthless Records. When you had Bone Thugs and all the side acts, you didn't need another act. I remember once again going back to the source because nothing would give you more disappointment than seeing advertisements for albums that would never drop mm-hmm. and it and it never got better than opening the source because you were guaranteed every single issue advertisements for five to six albums that you would never see. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and there was one. You know, they had like this ruthless, ruthless records advertisement. And I remember, I, I remember one thing stood out. There was like another Mo Thugs family album coming out, and then in big bold letters, because this is right after Friday was uber popular. um Chris Tucker comedy project album coming. It's 2012. I still ain't seen it. <laughs> still ain't seen it. No, no, it, but you know but the source was so well known for that and it was it was to the point where hip hop in the late 90s early 2000s was kind of getting like the comics industry a lot of hype a lot of shit that was supposed to come out and never got released there are a lot of, yeah. there are a lot of similarities there
2: so yeah i'm still waiting on the final issues of all star batman
1: you, son you ain't getting them <laughs> keep waiting <laughs> you ain't getting them son you, them you, that, you, you, yeah. you just need to play teddy Pendergrass and let it go Yeah (laughs) Cause that shit That shit ain't happening son (laughs) Shit ain't happening
3: Let's remake it Let's remake it Let's remake it Let's remake
1: it But no did you have any other thing To say about the Mo Thugs family Before we uh, move on
2: Yes and that is maybe perhaps the final, the final last gasp, dying breath of the Moth Thugs family was a, a little known gem from the BET Uncut repertoire by Joker the Bail Bondsman. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's called, uh, I think the song is called Uh huh. And then in parentheses, A Nothing Like Money in a Ziploc bag. Mm. <laughs> Close parentheses. No, no. And uh, the chorus went, uh-huh. Oh, it is featuring Busy Bone and Lazy Bone. And by the way, Joker the Bondsman lives in Alaska. So they went to Alaska to film the video <laughs> on like a super eight, like lowest quality you could possibly get from like some hermit who lives in a cabin in the snowy woods in Alaska. <laughs> And it went, uh-huh, uh-huh, ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh. That sounds awesome. Oh my Smash my with the cash, way. uh-huh, uh-huh. And it just repeats like that. And it's the greatest, most awfulest thing you've ever heard in your life. And the video is on YouTube at this precise moment. And you should totally watch it. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> For even <a> <laughs> <of life. sighs> You're You're never going to get that out of your head, by the nope. way. Nope, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm completely
1: screwed. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? I'm gonna talk about a a, a posse cut. One thing hip hop has had probably more so than any other genre of music um, are great posse cuts. Yes. You know, you get these. You know, like these superhero team ups, essentially. And um, like I know Julian mentioned the Flavor in Your Ear remix for a moment, but the one remix, the first time I remember, like a, a posse cut. Um, the very first one I truly remember was one from, like, the early 80s called Symphony.
3: Yes. Oh, yes. Man, come on. Um,
1: yes. Cool
0: G rap. Dude, that might be the best positive cut of all time, yes. son. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cool G. Big yeah,
1: Daddy. Down. Craig G. Yep. And, you know, the Master Ace. And and the thing is, like, I, it was a real cool cup, you know, because, like, you know, they had the little piano riff. And uh, Marley. Dun, 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 dun. Yep.
2: And, <laughs> and, and Marley
1: Morrow Marl was in the video playing, you know, playing the piano is t- telling people to hop on and do their thing. And the thing that stood out the most was Big Daddy Kane toward the end of it. And that one line put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. Yes, that shit got me so hype. I was like, I will listen to anything Big Daddy Kane makes from here on out. Yes. And- Kane.
2: And
3: that's <laughs> but,
2: Kane, but listen, weren't oh, weren't Cool G rapping and, and Big Daddy Kane like battling
3: each other on that song? Um, I can't, you know, God, damn, I, sorry, my bad. I was watching the BT Wars and Kim Kardashian stood up and Nicki Minaj stood up, and the asses are so <laughs> ridiculous, like it messed me up for a second. Sorry yo, no,
1: I don't know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure of that uh, Tribe. I don't know. I just. I just remember that was the first time, truly, you know, seeing a you know, like a posse cut before, and I didn't hear that on the radio. I saw like the video, and so to see, I knew who Cool G Rap was. I knew who like Master Ace was. I didn't know who Craig G was, but then there's this dude Big Daddy Kane, and I just like that was just like. Bizarre to me because before that, I never saw team ups. You know what I mean? You know, that was only something sure. for like cartoons and comic books and like, you know, and every now and then a certain movie. But, but like that and that in that piano riff, because then that's that was also during a period of time mm-hmm. where like you couldn't have a hip hop track and it not be produced by Marley Marl. Yes, you know, yeah. that dude was fire, okay, pure fire. I mean, he was just like throwing hits for everybody. Um, If you have the time, go find it. It's got to be on somebody's compilation album somewhere. Oh, yeah. Go find Symphony. Trust me. You won't be disappointed.
2: for sure. For sure. Yeah, and there's been like a thousand tracks called the Symphony since then. Make sure it's the original Symphony. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, the original. Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, Craig G, Master Ace. You know, those four. You know, that's that one. No other one. That one. Mm um mm-hmm. you know but like i said before go listen to it you will not be disappointed it is true lyricism at its finest you know brag, being yeah. brag- braggadocious you know getting on the mic and claiming it as your own cuz a lot of mcs and a lot of rappers sure as hell can't do that now mm-hmm. you know because when and that was like that was like 1988 i think so and it's and it stands up today yeah yeah man so so yeah, that's that's my posse cut. And I'm gonna come back with some other other posse cuts later. But um,
0: yeah, you, I'm, I'm in posse cut mode now. Next time I'm, in, I'm gonna throw
1: one out. All right, cool, in the second. cool, cool. Okay, okay. My turn. Nice. Yeah, nice, nice. But that no, that that's my cut.
3: All right, man. I'm coming with another group, but this with a group with a a person, I guess, is bigger than the group or made the group together. I'm coming with Junior Mafia. Oh yeah, Yo, that was on my list. <laughs> Yo, Junior Mafia was so tough when they came out. You know, just well. You got Biggie. What do you mean? You got other people? You see. Like, <laughs> who the hell is this little Kim like what, what 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 like oh with that with that verse from get money when that drink came out like yeah. you want to sit Mo on my living room flow play Nintendo with season you know I was like whoa it's Sean playing, Sean playing <laughs> Nintendo whatever and, and you got um Charlie Baltimore looking like Faith and all the crazy shit was happening was like oh yes. like mind blowing and it's oh it was the verses in you got freaking Vanessa Del Rio on the video and a little Kim her <laughs> petite you know, before the plastic surgery, when she was like, "Man, nah, cute," you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, she was the truth, and she, like, it was so just off the. It was just crazy back then. And then you get a players' anthem, and the beat was so tight. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was great because the the album actually wasn't a good. Everybody else really on Junior Mafia was garbage. Besides Biggie, C's, and Kim, yeah. and now you know that. Biggie wrote basically C's and Kim's verses. (laughs) but It's all right though because they learned something, you know, they can at least carry it out. They can at least flow it out. So it was good but like, of course, the only reason you listen to him because it was like more Biggie stuff. Looking back Mm -hmm. now, he only had two albums and like guest verses and the Junior Mafia album. Without that, you wouldn't really have shit. So I guess that, that holds itself up alone by itself. See, and I
1: only invested in the junior mafia CD singles, because I knew that album was gonna be awful.
3: It wasn't awful, but it wasn't dope. Right. Because there was a couple other joints in it too. It was like uh there was a song like one two y'all, it was just like the the last verse is Biggie rips apart. Like, he destroys it, just beats everybody up, like straight, straight King of New York. He just destroyed everything on it. And there was a there was a couple other good songs on it, but yeah, it was still like I had the CD, like I had to have that shit. Like, no, it was like you get ready to die. You get Junior Mafia, and you just <laughs> that held you down till so you got life after death or whatever. Yeah, it was just it was, it was, it was man, it was great shit.
1: No, man, the the Get Money remix where they sampled uh, Dennis don't Edwards, don't look any further. Yo, that remix is
3: so cold. I, I, a, a, the, don't test me. Get money, you move. <laughs> Like oh man, theme music right there. Like I want to walk into a building with that playing or something. Like <laughs> in my episode on some Mad Men shit with that. Like <laughs> the black.
1: You know, yeah. like I just remember on the on the on the Get Money remix. Like little Kim called herself the Black Erica Kane. And yes, and, um, and 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 once again, notorious B I you know B I G stole the show because he had the he had the last verse and he stole the show you know saying stuff gu- guns I bust them uh, you know problems with my wife don't discuss them you know coops and lear jets I lust them you just just you know just being braggadocious it was the 90s so he was going to talk about having money and getting money and then,
3: because the name of the track was called Get Money so yeah man that it's okay she was old anyway i displayed like oh fucking biggie smalls Goddamn, christopher yes. wallace <laughs> so. he was only 24 mm-hmm. it don't make no sense nope,
1: nope. <laughs> not at all man not at all so but yeah man i just i just i couldn't make myself invest in that album because i probably got suckered by you know somebody else with their side project Supposedly supposed to be the shit, and I bought the album, and it wasn't worth shit. So, when the Junior Mafia record came out, I was like, Nah, just give me the C- CD maxi singles. And for the price of two CD maxi singles, I could have bought the could have bought the CD, yes, but but I wouldn't have got my, my remixes that I wanted. And then you know, because back then you couldn't just you know go to iTunes and be like, yo, just let me get this remix real quick. You know that was non-existent.
3: So yo, I had that joint on a tape because I taped it off the radio. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you had the only way you could get the Get Money remix. Like yo, <laughs> yo, turn on the radio, yo, you hear that? That's new, su- that that's new, young. Oh, <laughs> listen, they got play it again. <laughs> they played it again because it was the radio, and he mad it back then. Oh my god, that uh man. That shit was the truth. I always wanted that that secret group of Jay Z and Biggie with like Foxy the Commission. I know, yeah,
0: man. I know. Yeah,
3: it's like I wish that could have happened, but it did. It's like my dream, like super group. Yeah, yeah. It would have been so good. We only got those two songs from them two together, and it's just so impeccably awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's my that's my that's my entry right there nice. junior mafia love it. Nice.
0: that's a good one nice. that's a classic love it since you started off the posse cut idea uh i'm gonna throw it i'm gonna throw a name out to you guys and i'm gonna throw her name out because although i I don't know that she had much of a career on her own. She was part of two of my favorite posse cuts of all time. The person I'm talking about is Remy Ma.
1: Lean back? Mm -hmm. Oh! Yes. Yo,
0: so...
3: Oh, my gosh. So,
0: Remy Remy was, of course, part of lean back, which I I still have in heavy rotation in my car right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I work out to it all the time. And then one of my all-time favorite... Songs of any kind, and I crank it pretty much any time I'm in a good mood in my car, and she's also on this cut is Annie Up, oh, the remix. Is she M-O-P. on that for real? Yeah, she's on the re- Yeah, yes. she's on the remix. What? Yes. Yes. Yep. Kidnap uh, that fool. <laughs> yeah, it's M.O.P. Busta, <laughs> Remy, and Teflon, yep. which is kind of hilarious. Oh, but uh, Funkmaster, it's the fun- it's on the uh, it's actually on Funkmaster one of his mixtapes. Mm. The remix, but, bombs. Uh, yeah. So so. Those two songs are just—I I mean, I don't know man, the man—the beats, the energy, the lyrics. I mean, I just—I love those two songs to death. And The only thing they had in common, other than I love them, is that Remy Miles on it. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, phew, I'm telling you right now. I mean, uh, you know, lean back obviously, these Terror Squad, which I guess uh, it, you know that was more of a, a crew than a, a group. Mm-hmm. A super group was more of a crew, yeah. but uh, but man, that that song was was crazy and uh, but but moP dude Annie up I mean i have I think every iteration of that song I, I have like five or six different
1: versions of that song M- moP uh, is the, is like the hardest, hardest group of all time
0: oh ever, ever yeah mm. yeah no. it's I mean right,
2: exactly they were uh, telling the, kidnap that fool, not kill him, not shoot oh, him yeah. like everyone oh, yeah, else yeah. is talking about kidnap, kidnap that, that fool. That fool. That is yo, terrifying. terrifying. That's right. That's the scariest shit I've ever yep. heard.
0: Yep.
3: Brownsville. Dude, they go. were hard, man. Called, called, people,
0: called people little costume niggas, romper room niggas. I mean, yeah. yo, that's, those are beef words right there. Yeah, like,
1: they called out labels. They, they would just call out anybody and anything at any given time. And I'm like, man, them dudes was cold, flat cold. Mm.
0: Oh, they
2: were Never crazy, man. They were so tough. They, dude, they I believe line, uh, every single uh, word they ever said.
0: Yeah, like there was that one, uh, uh, front like this was the thing of the past with tattoos over the scars they nigga left on your ass. It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, I don't even, like, you know, some guys try to be tough with their lyrics, but then I always thought with MOP, like, if 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 I ever was in the same room, with them, I think they'd just like they'd like hit me over the back of the head with a with a with a gun barrel just to like just just for my, just for my dignity to be in their presence. Yeah. Like I always thought like that that was not a a, a crew that I wanted to actually ever meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you would thank them afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. No. Those. So. So. Yeah. Two of my favorite posse cuts of all time: "Lean Back" and "Annie Up"
1: uh, the remix. Yes, uh, love them both. Yeah. Yo, did you ever hear the "Lean Back" remix where they take the the "Lean Back" beat and only use Fat Joe for the hook, and they they throw over lyrics from Notorious B.I.G.'s um, "Party and Bullshit"? Mm. No. Well, I'll be emailing. I'll be emailing that to y'all uh, later <laughs> right. later tonight then. Um, All right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because like when that hit, like there was a there was a lean back remix with
0: uh, with Mace and Remy mm-hmm. and Eminem.
1: Oh, see, yeah, yeah. I remember that one because had like because really? Lil Jon came on at the end of it. Because I want to say like yes. it was it was like a Lil Jon remix. Yes,
0: yes, that's right, Lil Jon. Yep.
1: What happened to Speaking Lil Jon?
0: Lil John, John DJed, uh, I was in Vegas two weeks ago for a bachelor party, and uh, we went to a club, and uh, he was the guest DJ for the night. It was kind of funny. Mm. Little John <laughs> trying to DJ. Is <laughs> <laughs> the chalice working? Oh. He didn't do any watts or okays, though? Yeah. There was none of that.
2: I could go in any number of different directions. Uh, I'm going to go with the super groups. And uh, and keep it in, in the vein of albums that never ever came out. Oh, nice! <laughs> and there's two of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop two of them. Okay. And uh, they're they're related. They're tangentially related by by members. The first group is the Horseman, yes. which was
0: Kill a Priest, <laughs> yeah, my corrupt,
2: Rascass, and Exhibit, if I'm not mistaken. And the second group. Is the Golden State Warriors, which was Exhibit, Ras Cass, who were in the Horseman, Saphir from Hobo Junction, wow. and Ahmad. <sighs> mm. Yeah, you ain't never seen them albums. Yeah, they, they had that song come with it. Yeah. Oh, man. And all, everybody on that song was do- That was on the fucking Street Fighter soundtrack. Yo, the was Street it really? Oh, out I, just know, soundtrack I just know
3: was it's tough, though. But- the Street Fighter soundtrack was tough though. It was tougher it was, than that, that was... damn movie, I'm telling you that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you could play you could play Street Fighter to it. Yo. Yo, that's why that's how good a soundtrack it was. You could go take that to the arcade, bump that on the disc man, and just wreck some people and take their quarters. Despite the fact that they put a
2: Frenchman as the American in that movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme is guile, which is the weirdest casting choice I ever heard. Yeah. He could actually
3: do the flash kick. That's the yeah, well, yeah,
2: yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense, but they had goddamn Raul Julia, who is Gomez Adams as as M. Bison, which is another bizarre casting choice, but fuck if I don't love me some goddamn Raul Julia. <laughs> it's, that it's, dude is so dope at everything.
3: It's only bizarre, but then they made M. Bison slash Vega into a Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> In the later games, they changed him from Ty from wherever he was to a Brazilian dude because he played him, and that shit was awesome. Yeah. But then, that movie was terrible. But it's better than the Chun Li shit.
1: Yeah, we don't talk about that oh, movie. Oh we don't, we don't.
2: Dude, no. I love that movie so <laughs> much.
1: <laughs> uh shit, no. If you go back to those to the whole soundtrack thing of of the '90s which was real prominent for hip-hop and R&B soundtracks, that Street Fighter soundtrack had Ice Cube. Um, it had that Come With It song, Nas, The Far Side, Paris, LL Cool J, Craig Mack, Public Enemy, and even a track by Hammer and Deion Sanders.
3: Wow. That's because the hood loves Street Fighter. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true.
3: 25 years strong. You mm. can't yeah. argue with that. No, you can't. No, you can't.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Now the Horsemen—they didn't—they never put out an album, right? I think they put out
2: either a single or an EP. Okay. I think that was as far as it ever got. Yeah.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Golden State, though, that joint was—that that one song was yeah, good oh, for sure.
2: That—that's one of the great tragedies because, like, at the time, those guys were at the top of their game, and then, like, Ahmad, Ahmad is is weird because he did a christian rap thing and he put out avenues as fourth avenue jones and those albums are really really good like those songs are amazing um like he did a couple of mixtapes and then he did an album called um anyways the songs are really good and he he did a thing where like he didn't rap so much as sing which like as he as he went on and progressed he always got better at rapping so it was a really weird thing when he decided to start singing but the album was called stereo just stereo i don't know why i couldn't remember that it's a really really good record and it's a christian record and he got really really hardcore christian but i mean the songs are still amazing
1: no idea i had no idea that happened to a mod like the only the, the thing i remember most about a mod was that track back in the day
2: oh yeah 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 i mean that that's the only thing he really ever did before this yeah and he like he he blew up in the christian market crazy I'll never forget. I saw. Do you remember the battles that BET used to do during 106 and Park? Yeah. Yes. Ahmad was on one of those battles, and I will never ever forget this. I hope the footage is on YouTube somewhere. But he was battling <laughs> this dude who was like a real, like, battle MC, and he went on and he did like, and Ahmad went first, which was the great mistake. <laughs> and he went, he went on and he did some like pre-written thing that he did. And then the guy came back, he was like looking at him the whole time with his arms crossed, like, yeah, oh man, you have no idea what I've got coming up for you after you finish this verse. (laughs) And the very first thing this dude says is, back in the day when I was young, I used to like Ahmad. And then he just Uh, rips him for the entire, entire minute worth of verse. And it's it's, and like Ahmad, if you see the face (laughs) that he's making (laughs) as this guy is rapping viciously at him, it is the most pathetic, most, like, yeah, I've lost, hmm. like, face you've ever seen in your entire life. Damn, it's it like, sounds like, like
3: a boxer getting in the ring. He's not supposed to fight no more. Like, oh, yeah, it sounds yeah. sad.
2: Yeah, it was, it, oh, it was tragic.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds so sad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got a posse cut I want to talk about, and and on a side note, talk about, like, side acts that were spurred by a bigger super group. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The posse cut I want to talk about, it's not really, well, yeah, I can say it's a posse cut because it's got three cats on it. It was on The Blueprint, Volume 2, Jay-Z... Dr. Dre, Rakim, The Watcher Part 2.
3: Yeah. That shit was so cold. (sighs) I need a blanket. I need a blanket.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Folks don't, I mean, like, go back, because, like, I know a lot of people don't like, a lot of people complain about the Blueprint Volume 2 because they felt it was bloated because it's a two-disc set, but if you go get, like, the Blueprint 2.1, it cuts it down to a one-disc with the best tracks. The um, but the Watcher is so strong because that was the first time in my life outside of listening to Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt, where Jay is coming on. I mean, yeah, he's had some. He had some strong stuff in the first Blueprint, but that his opening verse. He's you know he specifically lets you know, can't nobody fuck with me. Don't try to fuck with me. You know. It was that was the first time I remember in my mind knowing that Jay-Z was like, yeah, nobody. I'm untouchable. Do not try. Don't don't contest me. I'm untouchable. And then when Dre came on and, you know, when Dre rhymes on somebody else's track, it's like a holiday because, <laughs> you know, he only shows up like a ghost. He comes in, does his thing and he bounces. And Dre has some strong licks. And then Rakim came in and just closed it down and not only that but the, who was singing the hook uh, truth hurts truth hurts was singing True, man. truth hurts she was singing man. the hook i'm like this song is so damn cold i would listen to, every time i had to drive more than like 2 hours to do a comic convention that song was on my playlist
3: yeah, you know, yeah. and it would just the get it would
1: just get me hyped And because, like, I remember the original version of The Watcher that was on, you know, uh, Chronic 2001, and I was tight. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. But, man, but, like, you know, Dre mixed it up a bit and just, like, all three of them together on it, ultra cold. So go, if you got the Blueprint Volume 2, go find that track, listen to it. You will not be disappointed. Now, Mm. as far as side projects go or spinoffs, can we be honest and say that no group has – employed or spun off more acts than the wu-tang clan
2: oh, absolutely oh, sure. they're right oh, yeah. at the top of my list i mean of course
1: they God. have created more groups and acts than like the mo thugs family okay yo i mean you go down the line sons of man uh
3: they got their own wikipedia page just <laughs> for <laughs> the side <laughs> stuff yes you know
1: yeah. you know your 12 o'clock Wu Killer Army um mm-hmm. you know Icewater Incorporated the American Cream Team the like the Black Knights the Wu Syndicate i mean that's just like a that's not even a quarter of all <laughs> the stuff that is spun off from the Wu-Tang Clan i mean the Wu-Tang Clan is not just a hip hop group that is a Business movement. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: the Wu Syndicate is a funny story because I think they were originally just called the Syndicate, and they're from Virginia and had no dealings with the Wu Tang Clan at all. And and they somehow got signed to the Wu Tang Records. And and when and when RZA was interviewed about it, and you know he was asked about specifically the Wu Syndicate, and he's like, "What's up with Wu Syndicate? Like, how did they, you know, get on this, and how are they affiliated with the Wu?" And RZA. His exact quote was niggas got to eat, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just real shit right there. Oh, snap!
1: I just rem- but that was during that period of time in hip hop where if you like I said if if you had one thing that linked you to the biggest act during that period of time, y- your record was guaranteed at least to close to, to either go gold or close to gold or platinum, and yeah. I mean, dude, Sons of Man even had a hit. They did a Shining Star, oh, you yeah. know, and had ODB on it, and that was man. like that was a Over big that deal. Earth Wind and Fire sample. Yeah, Come on, man, that was this a big was deal. You know, yeah. if they did that nowadays, I don't even think it would even get noticed. But um, hell no, you, you know, it wouldn't get noticed now. But that's how popular they were. I mean. Like Killer Army would show up on you know BET Rap City at least every other day. They have a they'd be playing a Killer Army video, and just everywhere. I mean, these dudes were everywhere.
0: I mean, yeah. Well, and you, you can't talk about. I mean, because I think Wu was probably high on all of our lists tonight. You can't talk about them without also the other topic like at hand of of guys breaking out of a group and yeah, and being. I mean, I mean, <laughs> they almost all had their moment but i mean to me some of the greatest mcs alive have and especially solo albums have come from from them i mean you know whether yeah. you know i could i could spend hours talking about whether raekwon or ghostface is better but mm-hmm. i mean they're both incredible yeah. ghostface you know? got better once he stole raekwon style <laughs> you well okay yeah i mean uh, that's fine but he's legit yeah
3: oh yeah
2: yeah no question
0: yeah oh yeah
3: his story so, his story structure is a little bit a little bit more refined, though. The older he gets, yeah. Ghostface is becoming like I think Ghostface albums have 20. gotten progressively better, which is he don't have a bad album. Yeah, he, he never had a bad one. It's 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 impeccable. His GFK, you know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. To me, I think they got even a little subgroup. The whole mm-hmm. the GFK Raekwon, and Cappadonna, their lineage of tracks on them like the couple of albums on Cuban Links. Iron Man, other random songs. Yeah, it was almost like they was on their own little little pocket Wu-Tang that was just yeah. killing everything they would get on.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Wu-Tang Wu Tang was like the group that came out as unknowns, but were immediately a super group.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. I got a funny story. I, I remember being in college going to uh, Discovery Discs, which is the record store in my college. <laughs> and, uh, and I was looking at all the new releases, and uh, it came down to uh, Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, and uh, <laughs> and another album called uh, – I don't even remember the name of the album, but the, the group was the Penthouse Players Click. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I remember my buddies being like, no, you got to get that Wu-Tang joint. And I'm like, nah, no, I'm going to try this Penthouse Players Click joint instead. <laughs> and I bought that and brought it home. And <laughs> so <laughs> – <laughs> did you immediately regret your decision oh man it was so rough uh, like I, we put it on and it was like i don't know how to explain it it was like uh it was like if too short had a a, a posse group that couldn't rap that's kind of like what Penn House Players Click was. Mm. And uh, I don't even know if, like, I've tried since then to find the album or, like, get it off iTunes or, and, and you can't find it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, needless to say, that next week I went, went back and bought the Wu-Tang album. But, <laughs> but uh, sometimes you never know.
1: It's all right, man. You know, say, sometimes, sometimes you get that, you know, that golden goose, and then other times you get Project Pad. Dude, still
3: to this day, I named some of my fantasy. No, like, yo, yo man, you can't be this Project Pat, Pat like that, Sean. Sure. I fuck with chicken head. Cat. Come on, man. Ch- <laughs> ch- chicken. Yo, There's a lot of truth in that Project Pat right there. There's a lot of truth. <laughs> Look, okay,
1: I'll, I'll give you this. I will give you this. I will give you that song he did where they sampled the times. Gigolos get lonely too. And it was called You Wanna Be a Baller, Shot Caller. I will give you that one song. I cannot oh, give you anything else from him. I can't. I can't do it. I, f- I fuck with Pat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sipping on some scissors. Sip, Yo, sipping on, some, sipping, um, sipping on um, some scissors.
3: One of the greatest posse cuts right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Project Pat, my, my very first thing that happened to me when I got to college was there was a, a free concert during freshman orientation on the, the green of my campus. And it was the first time... That they allowed the the girls from Spellman, I'm sorry, the women from Spellman to come over and uh, and fraternize with us over at Morehouse, and like it was a whole week without any contact with women, and Spellman was on our green, and it was crazy, and there was a free concert with uh, uh, Mob Deep, Inspected Deck, right when his album came out, yes, and Project Pat, which was the weirdest combination <laughs> of acts, but Project Pat fucking killed it. He was amazing. <laughs> By the way, uh, Penthouse Players Click has a Wikipedia page. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was a duo that consisted of Play a Ham, who you may recognize from uh, DJ Quick compilations oh. or, or like, you know, Posse Cuts or whatever, with like Mossberg and Sugarfree, Free, who is also on my list. Mm. Uh, and and Tweet Cadillac. I, I've never heard of that guy. And they were on uh, Ruthless Records mm.
1: with. You you done gave them more pub. We done gave them more pub in the last five minutes than they've had in the last decade and a half. Uh, that is true.
2: <laughs> My work here is done, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, I'm gonna go more modern age again. Right. I'm gonna give you one of my favorite songs of like the last like six years. It features Outkast with UGK, produced by 36 Mafia, international players anthem, with one of the dopest samples from the Mac ever made. I can take that off my list. <laughs> and the video was like Southern rap, it was a good day or something. It was like, you got T-Pain <laughs> playing the preacher. You got, like, half the Dungeon family over here. You got Ray You have Mr. Three Stacks in a kilt talking to Juicy J and DJ Paul and Big Boy. And and, and what all comes in with an umbrella. It's awesome. Yeah, man. It's awesome. It has some of the dopest lines in it. Like, freaking... Pimp C talking about how he crashed one car and he get a he get a red with the next. <laughs> <laughs> and the freaking Bubby. I need a million dollar bitch because I'm a million dollar Mac. The whole song is just super dense. And I like how it starts out about love <laughs> and it goes to pimping and then pimping again. And then about somebody basically divorcing somebody and mad that he has to freaking pay child support because <laughs> he shouldn't have made that decision. It's awesome. <laughs>
1: UGK. Had been around for the longest time. Oh yes. Oh
4: man. Yeah.
3: They've
1: been around. They had been around for so long. And oh, yes. Like with tracks like like International Players Anthem, and and I and like you know even go back a few years before you know well many years before Big Pimpin. Big Pimpin. You know w- oh, with yeah. Jay Z yeah. and people.
3: St- you know, a lot of people outside of the South still had no idea about them.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: I remember the first time I saw him was like '96 on Rap City. And Bum B had like this this nice ass car. He opened up the hood and they, the, the, the the trunk, and it was like lights in his trunk. I was like, "Oh my! Like shit is crazy in Texas." And this always <laughs> it with <through> my brain, <laughs> like shit is crazy in Texas. No. <laughs> no, it's that was also during
1: that period of time where Andre 3000 was doing guest appearances. And mm-hmm. just dropping, oh, yeah. and dropping the heat, and so and you killing everything, and so you had to buy that single, you had to hop on iTunes and give that dollar ninety nine.
3: Yeah, you had right. to, you had to pay for it because it was you didn't know when you was gonna get another another three stacks verse. Nope, because mm-hmm. that actually that's where I think he got the name three stacks was in that song because mm-hmm. they call him three stacks. Yes, Oh, that that whole that whole song is dope. Yeah. It just it's so nice. Like he starts it off so sweet like you could just play that that verse for anybody and then pimp c just hardcore pimping shit oh i can't play that from my mama <laughs> you
4: know, damn pimp c yeah
3: man. like golly man i know it was but damn it's pimping you know he saw his cursing and stuff yeah. god damn god damn <laughs> pimp c and bum b that song is immaculate that was like one of the, i think that was the best song of 2007 rap wise yeah, I don't think nothing was fucking with it. That's that's my entry. No,
0: that's I respect that. that. That's, yeah, I, that's mad a,
1: respect. That's a solid one.
0: Mad man. respect. I can't believe none of us has brought up a particular "quote unquote" super group yet.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's coming. But if not, if if, you, if you, the floor is yours, sir, if you want to bring it up. Well,
0: well first let me see, say that this is a group that at one point was pretty much at the at the top of the, of at least in terms of monetarily the top of the hip hop world. Mm-hmm. But I was never a fan. So, but I can't deny them. I can't have we can't have this conversation without throwing props to the uh the the T R U, the the real untouchables. Yeah, that's on my list. Wow. Yeah. I mean, again, I I was never a big fan, but Master P, Soak the Shocker, C Murder, Big Ed, all those guys. I mean, for man. a time, man, especially because Master P produced all the albums. Yeah. He was making insane amounts of money. I mean, I remember reading an article in Forbes one year where I think he made like $180 million in one year. No, I think yeah. he, I think he's broke now I think he not think
3: nah, he, nah, nah, he's. I don't think he's broke because uh, Romeo got all them that that, that movie stuff but well, I think he's done okay right. right. no but like he just went he just went to the background he got some he got some Vicom money with that little Romeo show
1: well okay not, not only that oh, but man. like master P also invested in um and I, I know he I remember if I remember mm. right he invested into, into some telecom businesses too now granted that okay. that may have fell apart now that was now it was a long time ago but
3: didn't um, he get to the Hornets too though didn't he get to the um, Hornets too a little bit as partial no, he didn't. He bought he bought some pieces he of that may,
1: when he, he m- was on the team. He may have. I'm not 100 percent sure though. But no, I mean, because a lot of people have questioned, and, and and Wood is right. A lot of people have questioned if uh, Master P is broke. But I yeah, think because fade especially into the background. Well,
0: and, and this is particularly timely because 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 the TRU's back. Master Are they really? P, you know, no, they're so, not. Yeah, they're, they're back.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, they're back. Come what? On, man. Yep. All right. Here's here's me being upfront about this situation is I was <laughs> an enormous fan, like to the point of being obsessive. And okay. I think like my, my formative years of becoming an obsessive collector started with No Limit because I promised from 1997 <laughs> until 2002, I owned every single record that No Limit released. Okay. And wow. I still have them in my in my CD binder. Like I have Silk the Shocker's first album. The thing about
0: Silk the Shocker, I remember he was on MTV Cribs, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and and he had a Bentley, and uh, and they were like, oh, you you know, you, you got a Bentley, and he was like, he said something like, uh, like oh, you know, all the ballers got to have a Bentley, and I was thinking to myself, like, how the how the fuck does this kid afford a Bentley like what like <laughs> where is he like what? and i remember thinking like damn either either masterpiece either they're all making paper or this kid is just living beyond his means yeah uh, I'm, I'm imagining it was probably the the, the, the latter rather than, but says yeah. he's
2: uh, a or it was peas because him and C murder were masterpiece brothers yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah C
2: so still master
0: p was smart he kept it in the family yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And and if you didn't agree with the family, your ass got kicked out.
0: Yeah. So so what did you think? So if you were a big, because I wasn't a big No Limit fan. So so well, if you I were big a big No Limit huge fan, fan. D- d- <laughs> d- what did you think of 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 TRU versus versus like their individual efforts? Like what would you say was the standout
2: stuff? No joke. I loved Silk the Shockers' first album. Mm-hmm. The second one had a lot of really good songs on it. Um, Master P, The Ice Cream Man was one of the best albums to come out. Uh, (laughs) So
3: tough. It's so tough. Yeah, Ice Cream Man is so tough.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, it's really good. Um, what was the album? I I can't remember the name of it now, but the album before MP The Last Dawn, which was a double album, which can we just say, like, right now, there has never been a hip hop double album that has warranted two discs full of music
3: yeah (laughs) that's true yeah yeah.
2: like every single one of them could be cut down to one disc and made like a five mic album yeah but yeah but yeah before that one it's the one that had make them say Uh on it
3: that's my fucking the gold platinum tank god damn that video yeah man Oh man. Best part where we're fucking Mia X. Because who
2: remembers Mia X? She I said she
3: killed it on that shit.
2: Oh my God. She <laughs> said, My shit's so tight, it's more correct than right. What the <laughs> fuck? That is
3: awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Like, dude, like everybody was on that track, including um Fiend. And yeah, like team. all the lower, it's like the whole damn oh, family was on that album. Fucking mystical. Do you remember he, when Mystical was on? He over there? closed that song. By the way, you're then.
0: talking about Ghetto D. Is the name of the album. Ghetto D. Oh, Ghetto D. Oh my
2: god, yeah. that album is fucking fantastic. <laughs> like I haven't heard it in probably ten years.
0: I but... love that Sean is laughing He's hysterical about the fact <laughs> that you just said that was a great album. I love that. Um, <laughs>
2: Oh
1: man, oh, hold on. I need to pull up the track list real See, quick. <laughs> See Because, because like, with me with me and, and no limit records, like certain artists might have a song, but I could never, like fully get behind a whole album.
0: Same here, man. I'd always give it a listen and be like, nope. You
1: know, but but like <laughs> no, they would come, but they would have they would have a banging single or like, and a lot of it was due to like cats yes, like mystical. Like um, when Silver Shocker came out with uh, It Ain't My Fault, and then that remix came out with Mystical.
3: Oh, okay.
1: oh. That remix came out with Mystical. I was like, this is kind of raw. I like this, but I still can't buy this album. <laughs> you know, because I just I had that fear. I'm like, I'm not getting suckered into this. And like Master P was the same way. He would have a hot single. But I don't know if I could depend on that whole album, because once again, yes. we were going through that era of, we were in the, the the CD Maxi single era, we were in, you know, and we didn't have iTunes, and it's like, if I can't listen to this album, I don't know if it's going to be any good, because you had your reliables, you knew if you know if so-and-so dropped a record, it was going to be hot, and it might have only one or two Juki tracks, but you could ha- still have 10 hot tracks. And yeah. um, but no, man, like, no limit stuff. Like, if you had a compilation, I'd buy it. But I could never get behind buying a whole Silk record, a whole Master P record, um, you know, a whole me X record. But if you put that on a compilation, it would be fire, and I would buy it. But um, no, man, you know, I just, you know, I couldn't do it. It's like even with Snoop, even with Snoop's No Limit records, I no no no. no. Snoop has not had a
2: good, like a good solid album, and I think I said this on the last yeah. one too. But yeah. Snoop you did. You did. has yeah. not had a good album since Doggy Style.
1: I don't know, man. I I, I would ha- I would have to di- hmm. I would have to disagree because like my whole like um because like the record oh god I can't remember fuck, I can't remember the damn title of the record which then I then I can't defend my point. But I fuck Rhythm and Gangsta. Yes, that's that's the one. This. Yes, Rhythm and Gangsta. That I I I got with that. I like that album a lot, and the album. Where uh, he sampled the the uh, the, the Rob bass track, that album is is actually really good too. Yeah, it's not on the level of Doggy yeah. Style. It's not on the level of Doggy Style, but it's still a very solid album from a dude that doesn't need to cut rap rap albums. But because he loves hip hop hip hop so much, he still cuts albums. He doesn't even yeah.
2: really
3: try. He doesn't even try on them. Yeah, They're like so good.
1: He was hey, so he was listen- always
2: a really good freestyler and he freestyled like half of doggy style. And I feel like that's just what he's been doing ever since. And he's just gotten worse at it because he's gotten lazy <laughs> because, like you're saying, he doesn't need to. So he doesn't feel like he needs to put the effort into it.
1: Oh, it, it all, I, I think it all varies. But see, I also think that he also experiments with his albums, too. Um, right. you know he does a, cause like especially um, on that one album where he basically did a Johnny Cash type track with Everlast and was going into all these different genres and I can at least I can respect that because for the simple fact that you can't talk about the same shit and do the same shit every album eventually you are gonna get fucking bored you know I like it when artists like step out of that quote unquote concentric circle that they're normally in and say you know what I'm gonna do something do something a little different if you like it cool if you don't that's cool cause guess what you got all this other old shit that I got you know, and <laughs> yeah. um, and I got respect for that. But no, I, I, but I know what you're saying because there was that lull where where you know when we talked about this where snoop had some dead albums including some death row that death this you know the dog father which we talked about which was not very good you know but terrible. he you know but he has some bangers on those no on those no limit albums thanks to you know, so he was <sighs> he's yeah. been on a lot of labels man yeah yeah and yeah. you know and and let's not forget about his side acts uh the east Siders, the east Siders, and oh, yeah. doggies yeah. And, oh, yeah. and doggies angels um yep. and, and the
3: dog pound. Come on, the dog yeah, pound. Yeah. You know, there you go. That so, was it, when, let was me say, it too, oh, with dude. Nate Dog and Warren G. That little
1: Snoop
0: always had good album oh, titles. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Snoop did have good album titles.
0: Snoop yes. paid paid the cost to be the boss. Come on. I mean yeah. whew, that's a good title. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. The
1: game is to be yeah. sold, not told. Not to be
0: told. Yes. Yeah.
1: Malice the and single yes
2: Because that the single that I that was on that, The Game is to be sold, not to be told, which was the best beat that Beats by the Pound ever did. Where he says, uh, "What you talking about, fool? I'm dirty like the south, and to be real, I feel that's how I'm coming now.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, I have a soft spot for Snoop. For Snoop, even I'm with you. I, I don't know that I've 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 thought any of his albums have been great in a long time, but even at 40 years old, he's always on. He always gets. He always he's always on the hot remixes. He's still always on the charts, man. He's always yeah. finding a way. And, like all the all the, whoever's hottest, whoever's the hottest MCs on the radio these days seem obligated to do a do a cut with snoop Mm -hmm. i will say that
2: there's a song and speaking of andre 3000 verses where he just comes in and fucking murders everybody but the devin the dude song with snoop and andre what a job oh yeah Mm -hmm. that song like that song is like
3: it's it's perfect on every yeah yeah exactly it's perfect it's a perfect song yeah, that song was like, a, that was just a drop. That was just, just came out and just like smashed everything for a second. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, Devin the dude, man, Devin the dude is fucking awesome. He's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's that so dude. Good. He's
2: one of, he has to be one of the all time most slept on dudes in rap history.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's showing up, dude. Mm. Devin the dude, I remember hearing him in college, like in like 98. It was like, who the fuck? This shit is, am- damn. Like that's all you can say,
2: like yeah, dude. Like, wow, like dude, in like, like as recent as like two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, he was on a track by the Cunning Linguists, yes. Which and he he's it's like their their club like slow jam love song whatever, and he says something to the effect of, like I've been staring at you like an hour and a half, and you be smelling like you took a shower and a bath. It's so he's so fucking smooth with it, and it's so dope.
3: Uh, see that makes me because you know what makes me mad? Because like Wiz Wiz Khalifa is just like a poor man Bizarro Devin the Dude. You know right. when I first saw him, he was all smoking, looking all like he needs something to eat. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Up on, on my, on like, my MTV jams <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk about all this stuff he doing. And I was like, hey, you look kind of like Devin Dude. You kind of got like a little bit of this thing. And basically, he's just a poor man's Bizarro. Devin the dude. He's not even just a poor man. He's a bizarro. Like, he got hit with the, the white plant kryptonite or whatever from Lex Luthor or something. And just, oh, and Devin the dude didn't even notice. It was just like, oh, man, I feel woozy. He left. And that's this, this leaf out the way this Khalifa come out the chamber. It's like, damn.
4: That's,
3: <laughs> that's sad. Devin the dude said... <laughs> Who could
2: get head taking a boo-boo? I can by a Chinese chick. <laughs> I call it Mugu Guy Pan. Oh,
3: no.
2: <laughs> oh, that's messed no. up.
3: Yo, boo-booing. That's one of the best songs out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> awful.
0: And
2: a song
3: called boo-booing. That
0: is awful.
2: That is awful.
3: Yo, oh,
4: it's that terrible.
3: so
2: dope. But, oh, man. <laughs> <That's> man. So- <sighs> the song where he's talking about like he's got $2 and has to get across town. <laughs>
3: Yo, God. Mm
2: man
3: such good storytelling and he's
2: yeah he's so he's one of the best writers man and like if you would just if you would like just look at the words he puts on paper you would never guess that he's from Texas
3: Mm. well well, that's why I first heard him because I heard him some like some Texas songs I was like oh you know like yeah
2: yeah and going back to like the advertisements in the source, like, I'd always see his his album promoted in the back with him, like, sitting on the, the fucking toilet, reading the newspaper with a joint.
3: Yep. His- that was the album. That <laughs> it was so tough. Uh, oh,
1: and, man. And, and to think that this whole this whole past 10 minutes, this conversation was spurred because of True. Uh, it, yeah. and, and, oh, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, Wood, I'll be straight up with you. If you wouldn't mm-hmm. have mentioned True, I completely forgot about them. I don't know. It really? was coming up
2: he was true was right at the top of my list this shit was going to happen <laughs> see <matter yeah>. what, <laughs> see
1: because like you know like i remember the no limit family and the thing is is that i remember now i remember seeing true like splattered all over the record stores you know what i'm saying yeah and like um even they put out five albums as true yes and yeah and like you know i'd see them like a smaller acts like the dayton family and like all oh, this other stuff just like spread out everywhere with them with them kinko's office max type you know cd covers and oh the pen and pixel, pen and pixel baby yeah.
2: yeah oh yeah and dog that shit defined a generation. Oh my god, yo! And it, do you remember the inside of the uh, the Black Star album when they did the pen and pixel? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Like okay. yo, I want to do a comic cover one day, like one of them covers. Oh shit, dude,
2: that shit would be so dope. <laughs> like, like I'm not even joking, man.
3: I, I know you not, cause that shit would kill. It would smack you in the face. <laughs> See, big golden diamond across the title with fire in the back, and I'm standing real tough. With- Oh, oh man, pen and Pixel, they was geniuses of Photoshop. Photoshop three—that's this. We in CS six. That was Photoshop three and four. That's mm. yeah, what y'all know about. They, yeah, man, I was the truth back then. You were hard work doing all those crazy effects. <laughs> it's hard work.
1: Mm. Now, wait a minute. What I need to know is from all this chaos, whose turn is it actually right now? <laughs> wait, whoa,
2: because whoa, whoa, whoa. we we can't leave true because I still <laughs> have. Uh, Hilarious! He doesn't not believe true. Yeah, no, no, we need to stay here. I could, I could go on for like another hour and a half. I can't have a true podcast, dog.
1: <laughs> I can't have a true podcast. <laughs> all right,
0: all right. They look, right. they,
1: they got they allotted 10, 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> you know. Well, I mentioned true, so I will assume that it's, uh, it's, it's. Uh, let it, let me let me
2: drop one more like related group that that Master P actually bought. Okay. From from like the height of of the ghetto D money, mm-hmm. okay. which was. Sebo's Concentration Camp oh, and the wow. First Do you remember them? Because the first single to come out of them was Young Bleed. Who that? Say they want to do that. Run up if you will and get your ass with it. Blue Black my 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 nigga my word straight off the curve Jella Janna Preserve nothing but balls of my word and a Mossberg pistol grip pump on my lap at all. Dude, that like the the group was Concentration Camp, but C Young Bleed was like <laughs>
3: Oh, yes, I remember him Yes, yes, yes People used to be pumping him in D.C. Mm. Yes, came home Motherfuckers was pumping Young yeah. Bleed Yo, The song no was the
1: song is
2: called How You Do That mm. If you if you look at it, like the Young Bleed album is called My Balls and My Word and it's just like the generic No Limit uh masterpiece Pen and Pixel cover, Yeah. but everything that was related to Concentration Camp had a gold border on it mm, Okay and that's how you know it's not like no limit, like main family. This is the thing that he bought. And I, I guess they had some kind of like maybe like SIBO was or C Loke. I'm sorry, SIBO is like Sacramento rapper from California. Um, but C Loke was like the head of this label called Concentration Camp. Mm-hmm. And um man, these dudes, they were like actually really good from New Orleans at a time when everything coming out of No Limit was basically garbage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, No, I just remember, and this is where I'm going to close out my uh, No Limit situation. Um, At the peak and the height of No Limit, when, like, uh, you know, you also had the cash money, who, you know, who, you know, who were also hot at that time.
3: Hey, man, I was going to bring a scene. No, no, no. I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm, I'm
1: not going to talk about them. I'm not going to talk about them at all. I'm just saying, so, like, if y'all want to talk about them, you can. I will not talk about them, but they were so hot. You know, Master P was looking for for other acts, and and trying to find other acts. He would say, "Okay, what's the hot thing right now? All right, let me see if I can find an act that's similar to that, and try to and like try to make money off of that." And one of the acts that was hot at the time it was Nelly, and Master P picked up a dude. His name was Chopper. Not the chopper from the band from from Diddy's band. This is a different dude named Chopper, and he had a song called Chopper Style. The dude mm-hmm. Ch- Chopper Style, yeah,
3: yeah, that was my bang. I remember I was that. Banging yeah. and,
1: and he wasn't Paul Wall on that track, possibly. But um, I just remember the dude kind of looked like Nelly, and he kind of sounded like Nelly. He just come Chopper Style, chop 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 Chopper Style. I chopper was like, style. and I, I went click, and I turned it off, and I was like, I'm done, absolutely Hilarious. done, absolutely done. And after that, I said I will have nothing to do with No Limit. Ever again?
0: Well, no. I I, I don't want to jump in here. I just want to say though, since you mentioned Nelly, I have to say that uh, on my list of 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 bad bad posse group uh, spinoff groups, uh, Saint
2: Lunatics.
3: Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When
2: everybody thought Murphy Lee was gonna be something, but then he dropped no, his right. album and it was garbage.
1: Hey hey yep, hey! Yep. W- what the hook gonna be? <laughs> I don't need no fucking hook on this beat. They had Jermaine Dupri produce that tr- joint. Yes. He got paid. Got paid for that. <laughs> got paid for that. Look, hip-hop has so much pull that Ali from St. Louis Ticks had a solo record and then had a second record with Big Gip from Goody yeah. Mob.
0: That's God right. How? I forgot all how
1: about that. How is this humanly possible? I don't know. he was terrible. <laughs> all of them was terrible. All right. All right. I'm sorry. All right. I, all right. Let's get <laughs> let, let, let let's get this back on the track. Okay. I'm going to go back to posse cuts because this posse cut has to be talked about because I, I have so much love for gang Oh boy. Um, Dwick. Yes. Dwick?
0: Yes. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite songs of nice, all time, dude. Yes. smooth. Oh
1: yep. Yo, this is the song that made me recognize nice and smooth. Okay. Yep. This is the track that made me recognize nice and smooth. And not only that, this was the track that made me recognize how strong of a lyricist guru is. Okay. Oh my yep. goodness. You know, you know, like you know, he says like lemonade is a popular drink and it still is. Still is. <sighs> dude.
3: Like, oh, I remember seeing that video as a as a kid. I remember seeing it. it was like this shit is amazing. Yes. Smooth B never bites. What? And, oh man. And, and
1: and this and this was Greg Nice before Greg Nice became yep. that dude. I wrecked him like like a so Yes. 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 yes you know this is this is the Greg Nice that you know was rhyming you know had them killer rhymes you know that that sweet flow before he became that dude that would show up on the end of a beat nut song you know what I'm saying this is this is early Greg Nice yes this is tight Greg Nice that's like one of the best posse cuts ever. Plus, come on, man, it's a, G- it's a, it is, it's, man. It's a DJ Premier beat. Come on, man.
0: I left my Philly at home. You have another. You have another.
1: Blooded, my, my brother. My <laughs> brother. <laughs> you don't know, man. Yeah, that show is so good. You know, oh, it's so good, dude. <sighs> so good. No, man. It's just like I just used to love that. Yeah, he was like, lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. I get more props than stunts than Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. A yeah. poet like Langston Hughes can't lose when I cruise. Come on, man.
0: That dude, another one hot. too. Like a rhinoceros, my speed is prosperous. Yes. That's genius, dude. That's I say that. Yes.
1: Come on, that's crazy. Oh, it's mad crazy. Oh, and that was the first time I paid attention to um mm-hmm. premiere when he would like scratch stuff into a hook. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I yep. I never paid attention to that un- until beat. that track. Oh. Smooth
0: beat, beat, beat. Smooth beat. Yeah, that's a good one, we, man.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "God damn it, this shit is a gene." Like I knew it as a kid. Like this is this is like immaculate. Like this is like an immaculate song. Like it's yep. it's like of a certain era. It's like, yo, this was was that '92 oh. or like '91? 90, Something. Like? It was when
1: I was in college. Yeah. So yeah, it was around that time. It was a real yeah. time. Yeah, man. Like I just remember coming home, coming home and like, you know, turning on B E T and hoping that either video vibrations or, yep. or Rap City would play it. And if if it did, my day was made. It was absolutely made. A very M A D Peace to Red Alert and kick Capri. Capri. <laughs> Oh, that was the Ooh, shit. la,
0: la, ah, we, we. I said Muhammad Ali. Said Love Clay,
1: that. Oh, you said Cassius Clay. Oh, hey. yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, good. so
0: good. So good. So, so, so good. After
3: the tour quits, I come back with more hits. After the tour quits, I Oh, man, see, we talked about, I think I was thinking about something else, but then we started talking about the Dirty South and No Limit. And I was like, yo, we got to talk about some cash money. And then we got to talk about 3-6, one of my favorite posse cuts. (laughs) It's from the Tater Club Up Thugs featuring Hot Boys and the Big Timers playing while You're Hating. One of the most ignorant posse songs ever. (laughs) Baby don't even wrap it then because he didn't know how yet. He just talks. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: it is beautiful. You got little Wayne when he was little. When he was actually little. You got DJ Paul, you know, you know, DJ Paul back then, he was just it was just nothing but chance in the background, like, hit him, hit him, hit him. <laughs> and it's just, oh man, juicy J come in, he got a grill, like, ah like, you I don't remember none of the lines from that song. <laughs> I mean, hey, play it white, you yeah, hey, play it white. That's a song where you expect like, yo, you go to the club at two in the morning, joy come on, somebody gonna get shot. It's going to be like the, that part at the end of the Andre 2000 versus Sporty Dodie Double Lizards. Like somebody going to get shot, somebody going to get cut, the police going to get called, everybody got kicked out of the club and now we going to IHOP. Mm. <laughs>
2: that's
3: that song. You know, in the club goes by. Like Holyfield
2: had just won the fight. the fight. Yo.
3: Yo. That's whatever. That's the song that I was playing when um, Meek Mill smacked Chris Brown with a, with a champagne bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just... Oh, Long, just pure ignorance it's just bg was still rapping you know juvenile he's you know he was on this oh, spit. i've yeah. yo that joint used to come on the box once every 30 minutes in a dc area J-
0: julian i forget are you a fan of a uh, of the Birdman of stunner man
3: i like big time because i like manny fresh his right. beats are crazy and like i don't understand why his beats are on the radio right now because manny
2: fresh is an adorable teddy bear
3: <laughs> of a man <laughs> Oh, he's so nice his beats are so good <laughs> but like i i i had love and hate period of times of with cash money so like I was like when i first when they first came out I was like they was garbage, but I was also like in school for the first time like it was in New York and there's this biasy when you're in New York yes of everything else and see that's
0: like, where I'm coming at yeah I, I I was like I was like cash money man but but I gotta give him props they number one he's he's sustained. Number two, he keeps making paper, so I got him credit for that. Yeah.
3: But yeah, it's just like, yo, then just some of these songs, And when I got away from it, I just started listening, like, yo, Ha is genius. I don't care what nobody say juvenile is dope. He was spitting some fire back in the I'm day. I'm
2: gonna have to disagree with you there. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. I, <laughs>
3: hey, hey, we all got hey, I think it was a dope ass song. I don't know if all his albums are good, mm-hmm. but that song I think is great.
2: And it's a, uh, it's a good song. I'm not going to go so far as to say he's dope.
3: But <laughs> it is a good song. I think it he, is yeah. A good song. I, it I don't know. I think he was dope for his time. At that time, he was he was on point. And you know, over time, Cash Money had changed up. It's not even the same thing no more. Yeah, even. that's that's, that's a whole that's a whole different conversation. With, when you get to talk about Cash, Young Money, Cash Money, and all that silliness. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah.
1: yeah. And 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 when Juvenile left Cash Money and uh, formed UTP. And I uh, had that track, uh, uh, Nola Clap.
3: Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I fuck with Nola Clap. Yeah. I know that
1: the beat was made, out <laughs> <laughs> made that. Oh yeah. No. Like, cause I rem- I remember that because like even like you know some of my friends that weren't the biggest hip hop listeners they love Nola you know Nola Clap and they would call me on it you know like you know that Nola Clap and they do the clap clap all right I'm like you you want me to tell me all the hip hop that's out there y'all go call me with this shit. <laughs> A, 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 yo, that, was tough yeah, the beat that was beat tough was so the tough. beat was tough the beat was mad tough the lyrics wasn't the strongest but
3: that was see, but oh no wait, I don't even know if there was lyrics I don't have no I don't, <laughs> yo the, the beat was ridiculous yeah. and I think it was like remixes it was like hood remixes to that oh yeah yeah. it's like you hear, you hear one version of the song got like 80 different people on it oh, oh yeah oh <laughs> no, it never failed it, it never
1: failed never ever failed No yeah there was like local mixes for like each city and you know and state it was ridiculous but yeah man it's it's kind of amazing though but think about it or with this whole cash money thing when you said you know little one Lil wayne first got on he was little i mean he was a teen like a young teen okay and the dude's been around for see that's a whole other thing too i think a, yeah, lo- right. a lot of kids think that little wayne's only been around for like five years i'm like no he's been around since like the mid-90s and he really didn't come into prominence like in the quote-unquote mainstream eye five years ago maybe if you really think about it, two
3: thousand Lil Wayne is 20,
0: 29 years old. So yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Wow.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah. It was two. It was two thousand. It was the def- the dedication to yeah. That's
1: when people like you know like mainstream public actually started paying attention to him. I'm like, this dude has been rhyming forever. So you know, so like maybe like when he became popular, like I really didn't understand the.
3: the it took him that long to learn how to rhyme, Sean. Yeah, it is It took true. him yeah. that long to actually yeah. be. To get, and whoever he had Ghostwriter helping him Write lyrics Gilly the Kid Or whoever else He was bringing in To help him write rhymes Got him good Yeah So Cause like that's what the, the work paid off Cause yeah. He was dope Like he got dope I hated him I was like I can't deny it. It's this dedication shit is, is insane. And then yeah. he just kept getting better. And he was on sites with my man T Pain and he was always on the radio. This is how
1: I this is how I officially knew Lil Wayne had become popular. Um when you can have a song produced by Kanye and Kanye doesn't rhyme on it and you got babyface singing the hook. That's when I know wow. you've become popular. Hmm. Yeah. Okay?
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's for real. Oh, uh comfortable. Comfortable, yes. It, yeah, that song is. Freaking beautiful. Yes. Because I, I got the instrumental, just got Babyface humming or singing all over. It was just, oh, man. I was like, ba- I first heard, it, I was like, is that Babyface? Is that Kenny, Babyface Esmonds, on my radio in 2000 or whatever? Yeah. And I ain't heard him, but he divorced from that fine ass woman. He ain't been around. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, damn, it is. And that video with that thick white woman as a police officer was in it. And I was like, oh, this is. I had to go search that thing out. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was. I was just, yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah.
1: I and I hadn't heard Babyface on a hip hop track like singing a hook since um, in my lifetime. Volume one of Jay Z um, by Jay Z with him and Foxy Brown. Um, Always be my sunshine. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That terrible oh, video. Yeah. They, they, they somehow. talk about the hype. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean Real. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, real quick. I'm sorry. This is. This is the the most tangent of tangents, but uh, Julian, you said Ghost Riders, and I think we would all be remiss if we didn't give a real quick shout out and major props to Sauce Money, just real quick.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh what? Face off? <laughs> Yo, Sauce Money was my dude in 97. 97 to 99, I fucked yeah. with oh, Sauce yeah. Money.
1: Yes. If only somebody would have taught him about publishing rights.
3: <laughs> yo, yeah, he, yo, I don't know. He, yeah. he, he need to go out there and write some, some rhymes for some of these new casts I hear on radio right now because they're terrible. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Tiger dances across my TV screen. We <laughs> <laughs> saw had to help him out.
2: Uh, who are you telling? Because I live in Atlanta and I listen to uh, the, the radio. ATL. Yeah.
3: Tiger is terrible. Okay, and we're back to Young Money Cash Money. Yes, yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> to the main event. Oh. Alright the, the posse is see we it's all it's all together. Yep. Oh my god, who was that girl? My bad. <laughs> all right. Here we go, yo. Here we go.
0: I just want to uh, to mention two other spin off posse groups because uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least acknowledge their existence because I'm not sure many people remember them. Um, the first is uh, Eminem's Crew D12. Yes. Oh, yes. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say too much more. Because nothing needs to be said. Yeah, people that don't know, go check it out. Yeah, man. No, then, don't
2: go check it out because yeah. you will regret it.
0: And then. And then the uh, the the other, I think people when you bring up Nas, people probably expect me to say the firm, which I think is more of a. I, I know well, you're an, an attempted supergroup. I I don't know that I would have called them that, but that's probably what they would call themselves. Oh, um, oh, but yeah. I'm going to mention uh, instead Bravehearts.
3: Oh yes. Okay. 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 Oh my. I thought you were going to the Wally Wally. No, 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 no.
0: So <laughs> no, no. so you know uh, I gotta I gotta shout those two out, um, and then. Um, before I hand off, uh, I will say that uh, you know, being a, 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 a white kid growing up suburb, grown up loving hip hop, uh, a lot of my friends weren't as into hip hop as I was. But one song that uh, always made the uh, the, the white girls shake their booty, including my wife, who's not a big rap fan. Um, and it definitely falls into the best posse cuts of all time. Would be uh, scenario. Yes. got a yes. shout out scenario. Uh, it's it's it, it, in my opinion it's 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 the one rap song where uh, the majority of my white friends know all the lyrics. So um, I have to give them wow. props to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So.
2: Wow, that's
3: uh, amazing. I never heard of that before. It's one of those
0: quintessential rap
3: songs. Oh, but like all your white friends know the lyrics to scenario and not, let's say, I don't know, maybe got back or some other well,
0: they probably they probably you, know, the lyrics you know. To that too but
2: you know <laughs> no man not, not to say they don't know those lyrics too but yeah i'm yeah. just saying
3: like scenario mm-hmm.
1: that's a, that's a difficult song no 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 but see you got to understand though how you know
0: well how yeah how i how don't know, I know. know that they can say and rate them but they you know they're out there you know they know chickadee choco you know they you know, they know rah, rah, like a dungeon <laughs> dragon you know they, they know they know they know they know so uh so yeah i mean and, and i came from i lo- i've always loved that song oh, yeah. i mean uh, tropical quest is probably my favorite favorite group hip hop group of all time. So I you know, I gotta I gotta show some love to that. So
1: no, no, I have seen the thing is I think a lot of people fail to fail to understand how universal of a song scenario is. Be- yeah. because the thing is, you know, yeah, it was on B E T, yeah it showed up on a uh, yo M T V raps, but a lot of people forget a lot, you know, a lot of white white kids and black kids watched Arsenio. And exactly and yeah. that
0: was, Dude, it's funny you say that. I still remember to this day my senior year in high school graduating that summer, you know, but the summer before your senior year and going off to college, mm-hmm. you had nothing to do but just party. Yeah. We're at my friend's house. My friend Darren Conti, shout out to Darren Conti. I haven't talked about, haven't talked to him in years. My friend Darren Conti's house, hanging out, getting drunk, hanging out with the crew, just doing our thing, and we put on our because it was see TV. Yes. And scenario comes on, and you got a room full of white folk going nuts to that song. Mm-hmm. And I still remember that. That's one of my favorite days of that. That's one of the favorite. Like I vividly remember that night even 20 years later so
1: yeah that was the moment when Buster Rhymes came out and did his part that was the moment where he literally became bigger than Leaders of the New School yes right then yes. and there and that's when it all changed I agree when it all changed and because and, that was once again that was the, the first time I paid attention to that song because mm-hmm. so then when I saw it on Yo MTV Raps and then when I saw it on, uh, on Rap City I was like oh this is the cut let me sit down for a second and not do, do my homework all right you know that's you know cause thanks to Arsenio Arsenio put a lot of people on he put oh, a sure. lot of people on
2: so I locked all up on there too oh yeah do you guys know uh have you ever heard of the label QN5 specifically yes. the rapper Tone Deaf.
1: no
3: yes Tone no, Deaf. first I've of all I've met him yeah I've, I've met him like, yeah,
2: Tone Def is one of the best rappers alive. He's so fucking goddamn good. And there is a clip of him performing like his debut performance on Arsenio as like a okay. 14, 15-year-old kid.
1: Wow. All right, I'm peeped at that. Then. I'm going to see it. Yeah, Tone Def. Huh? Is it
3: T-O-N-E? Yeah, T-O-N-E-D-E-F-F. Okay. 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 All right, cool. Ooh. Respect. All right, yeah, my friend is substantial. He's a lot with them. Nice. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, Cunning well, Linguist. Listen, I, I brought yeah. them up before. They're on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, so that that does it for me. I'll hand it off. I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll cede I'll the floor.
1: That's nice. Nice looking out. And and ending yours with Scenario. That was nice. That was real nice. Yeah, that's a good one. A lot of respect on that. Massive respect.
3: Don't be mad. UPS <laughs> is you shouldn't have been the cop, fuck hip-hop. Yeah. With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. Uh. Not from Houston, but That's I rap right. a lot. Right. Pack the gap a lot. Uh-huh. The flame's about to drop. Uh. Here comes the brand new flavor, yeah. Time for new flavor, yeah. I'm just kicking the new flavor, yeah. Okay, I guess I'll go for some, uh, this is one of my favorite posse cuts. La Fleur La Fly. Eskoska, which is basically just nothing but like mad boot camp click people in it. It's just like five people. I can't even say it's all health and skeletons. Yeah, it's skeletons. Like. Dude, dude, you know who's in that? Actually, Smith and Wesson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, love it's like Smith Skelters, and Weapon. Smith and Wesson, and I forgot yeah, the yeah. last person because there's a there was a whole bunch of boot camp people. Like I dude, can't Buck, even
1: keep straight Smith down. and Wesson, Bucktown. Town,
0: home of the original yeah. gun Yeah, I love that man. That wasn't
1: was so- like
3: OGC on that too. Oh, <gasps> uh, original yes. gun original yes. new
2: gun gun clap.
3: Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. oh yeah. man. Yo, the video was do- it was just it was just dope as spitting and the I just like the way it say Le Fleur Le Fla I was like, oh, was like, oh, <laughs> oh this joint is you see that Joy Rap I was like, I don't even know what this is. This joint is awesome. <laughs> like, like this is like this dude, this is this is the cut right here. And you know, it's another good another good uh, posse cut was the Ashacha remix. Yes. Mm. Yes, the Yo, with when Foxy comes on, mm-hmm. it's like, what? Like, who is this chick? And like, LL was, was like really rhyming again. Like, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't rhyming to the ladies. He was like rhyming, rhyming. I was like, yo, this shit right here. And like, damn, that's LL. Yeah, because
1: he said on that track, he was like, he's like, I will say names. He's like, you called me out again. I will say names.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he was. He was doing big things. And then I guess my, I think one of my favorite, or probably one of my most important. I guess posse cut for me, it's Flavin' the Ear remix. Yes. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. First of all, it's the first time I heard Biggie. Yep. Period. Yep. Flav- Don't be mad. Yes, iron What? Craig Mack, like, baby. Like, mm-hmm. like Craig Mack, and uh, yeah, he's not great, but yeah, that verse was that vote that verse was good yeah somehow was in that joint too yep. know, like, yeah that's what i said <laughs> <it from>. yeah. <laughs> that joint kind of reintroduced me to ll because i kind of like yeah again he was rapping in the chicks for a while then like yeah oh ll cool j and then the man mr anchor the rhymes
2: mm-hmm. yep just came in and goddamn killed it
3: and then you got puffy being puffy Clicking bottles together, getting his little dance on, <laughs> head out behind big is he spits that hot freaking verse. Yo, this shit is like unstoppable. That's like posse cuts to posse cuts. It's like that was like nineteen ninety four wrapped up right there. It's like this is it. Yep. It's time for bad boy. Oh yes. Oh, thie music, theme music for women and Sean take over comics. Oh yeah. That's
1: what and we we gonna we gonna use, we gonna use that song in <laughs> every panel we do and. We will represent like Bad Boy did at that one awards show. We will have like we we'll have the, the baseball jerseys, the black caps, and the batting gloves on. Watch, Oh, yeah. watch. We yeah. we will take it back. Folks in comics will not like us, but we don't care. <laughs> no,
3: they won't. They won't. They
1: won't. <laughs> I can't wait. You know, we go bring that heat. No, see, when that when when the flavor in your, when the flavor in your, in, uh, in your ear remix came out, um, I was in I was in college at that time, mm-hmm. and that was the time where you're right yeah Buster Rhymes got you know Buster Rhymes became the anchor and that was also yet the the, the next time that I realized how powerful Buster Rhymes was because before that you hadn't heard from Busta in a while leaves in the new school hadn't True. really done anything and it was quiet on his end and then a little while later he came out with The Coming but but like I had like I thought from that I was just like, wow, I was like, man, Notorious B.I.G., this dude is dope. I got to get his record. Oh, I got to get this Craig Mack record. And the Craig Mack record's all right. It's like about four tracks deep, but that's all right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and like with Rampage, yeah, Rampage is kind of whack, you know, kind of weak. But the thing is, is that voice and the the beat and the voice and everybody else that surrounds him Mm -hmm. makes him sound like he's the shit. Okay. If Mm -hmm. if it was just him Mm -hmm. alone, you probably like, Mm no, son, I'm not feeling Mm -hmm. this. But <laughs> but everybody together on that, that is just a beautiful collaboration and, and it's a hype Williams music video shot in black and white. There's yeah. nothing to it. And there's even like, you know, a doodle bug cameo from um oh from uh, Diggable Planets. It, yeah. it Oh wow, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. because Rampage says I'm just cool like that and they cut to him real quick and I'm like, Oh I was like you know like that. You
3: know, that shit was tight. It got oh yeah, it had Keisha Total in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo shit was hot it it was mad at the little jingling baby part like jiggling baby jingling baby
1: and that's when (laughs) and that's when like ll when ll would show up on somebody's record like yeah shit. before he started rhyming, (laughs) i'm like what the fuck is this you know (laughs) that song was so dope she was raw but no that was nice see see that's that's two straight solid closers in a row i don't know if i'm gonna top them
2: All right, I have a few things that I want to just bring up real quick and then one that I want to I want to discuss. So the first thing I want to bring up is the I got 5 on it remix.
0: Yes, yeah, five on it.
2: Richie goddamn Rich. E40 is on 40 that shit. Water. Why you treat me so bad? 40 makes it happen. <laughs> <laughs> E40. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, as a kid growing up in the Bay Area when that song came out, that it was Fucking mind blowing. And, and uh, let's not
1: forget Digital Underground was on Shock G and Humpty yeah, yeah. was on their remix too.
2: Yeah. Oh um, yep. man. Oh dude, who's the song that had the original uh player's holiday? Uh rapping Forte? Uh, yeah, rapping Forte oh, was on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh that's
2: man.
1: On,
0: I, that's, that's on iTunes. I want to get that. I don't even know if yeah, I have it,
2: that it anymore. It's amazing.
1: Oh, oh the remix? Dude. You know what? I will yeah. I will I will email that to all of y'all.
0: Yes. Nice. Oh, dude.
2: The f- dude Richie Rich's verse on that. First of all, why is there a dude named Richie Rich? And second of all, it's it's fucking perfect.
3: Uh, it should, but there always is should be a rapper named Richie.
0: Rich.
3: It be, yes, it be passed on like DC legacy heroes. Rick, like, Rick Ross's America.
0: son should come up in the game and be named Richie Rich. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs>
2: the next song I want to bring up. The next posse cut is TWDY, which stands for the whole goddamn yay, uh, which is Ant Banks. Mac Mall. I think oh Too Short God, was Mac on the Hall. song, and it's the Bill Withers sample of Lovely Day. Oh, Ooh, yeah, I have heard day. that. Mama used to day. put my clothes on layaway, but now I'm dipped every day. Every C note got big face. Holla at me, man. Used to ride the back of the bus. Oh, man, that, that whole song is just, yeah, yeah. It's the Bay Area anthem. Um, and then, of course, speaking of the Bay Area, you have to talk about hieroglyphics, which is yeah. the super crew. And also you have to talk about Quantum, which is the underground super crew. But the real, the real thing I want to bring up, which is all three of them combined, the posse cut, the super crew, and the side group, fucking dungeon family, watch for the hook. God damn watch it, I had hook. that on my where, list. <laughs> where Andre starts the song with the most perfect line that is so descriptive, it's never has every member in one crew been so diverse. Mm. And yes. it is so goddamn true.
3: Let alone, because the first time I heard the song was when the video dropped. I think on Rap City, and it was Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. And Andre Andre is in the back bleeding out. Like,
2: oh man, are you
3: kidding (laughs) kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh my god! And freaking my man at the end. The whole fucking posing song has to watch for the hook. Like, oh my goodness. Cool Breeze. Cool Breeze, yes. His only shining moment. Only shining <laughs> moment that but his, his little shining moment was shining bright. Cause everybody was like, yo, I fucks with Cool Breeze. I will get his album right the fuck down. That shit ain't even come out.
1: No, that album no, that album came out and
3: then it, no it didn't come out close enough to win that song. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. His no. energy was gone. <laughs> 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 like that you had everybody <laughs> in it. Yeah, like, I think Sleepy Brown was in the video. Oh, like, I, Sleepy <laughs> Brown. Amazing. Yo, Sleepy Brown is the truth. I didn't even know he was a producer until like two years ago. Hmm. Oh shit! Like, I didn't even know he was part of organized. Like, I didn't. It didn't. It didn't hit me. Like, it didn't. My brain did cause like, yo, that's the dude who sings all the best parts of Outkast albums. Like, he sings, he plays anthem reprise He sings my favorite shit on the whole first album, and his voice changes up. Like, that's amazing. He's like rap prince. Yeah, but Watch for the hook. Watch for the hook is... Yo, man, that's, that's
2: an amazing song right there. That's. Yeah. Me, me and my friend Adam, who's in my group Remnant, we have a thing about Cool Breeze where we absolutely believe every single thing that he's ever said on a record. Because he has a line... Like, he's got several lines. One of them is something where he says, uh, I didn't believe he was hard because the table in my living room was the tree from his yard. And that's like, that's some shit that, like, first of all, how could you even think to say that if it wasn't true? Like, I believe that he went and dug somebody's tree out of their front yard while they were home and just watching. Because what the fuck can you do when Cool Breeze is taking the tree from your fucking front yard (laughs) and and making a coffee table out of it? And he's got a line. He's got a line where he says, I got niggas that'll open up this cop car door and let me out. And I absolutely believe that. (laughs) I absolutely believe that. And the thing that makes me believe it is he's got another line in, I think, on his album that the song Watch for the Hook came on, uh, where he says, and when my next album drops, I ain't wearing no shirt. And you and you didn't hear from Cool Breeze for like another six, seven years after that, but he dropped an album with a group, and I, I wanna say it was the Lumberjacks with uh with Big Gip and uh and Timo. Yeah. But on that album cover, he's not wearing a shirt. A shirt. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> everything everything he says is the truth. Everything he says <laughs> he has done
2: or will do that. That dude is the illest. He's not even a good rapper, no. but you Fucking believe everything that he says. Mm-hmm.
3: Come on, that joint has CeeLo on it going back and forth with Cujo. Oh man. Like Big Gip, Big, Big Boy, and Timo. Oh my god. If it weren't for that
1: CD single, would nobody have it? And, yeah. you know, because that's how I copped it. Because I sure, yeah. I was too skeptical about that album. Yo. I was way too skeptical.
3: I still say the coolest cutter at camp. Yep. The c for Cool Reese, who's known as the champ? Freddie Calhoun, the coolest oh, cutter at okay. camp. What's fucking with that line? <laughs> God damn it.
2: And then when you bring up Dungeon Family Posse Cuts, you have to talk about TransDF Express. Oh. <sighs> where where like CeeLo c- 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 comes out on the song, I am the one and only son of a machine gun. Come on, guys. Come on. Yes. <laughs>
3: Yes. No bullshit. At Comic-Con 2007, I was hanging out with my friend Ron Wimberly, and somehow we was hanging out with um Ray, who draws the Shark Knife book, and Brandy Graham, right? Mm-hmm. And me and Ron was talking about rap, and we were talking about how CeeLo was a rapper, and, like, Corey Lewis didn't even know that he was a rapper. <laughs> oh, my me And Ron looked at each other like, damn, it was like, it's the most like, wow and then like damn we kind of old in fact because it's like, it's like different eras because at that point in time CeeLo was just a dude singing crazy or some shit oh <laughs> yeah wow Dave Mouse. it's like it's amazing now you watch the voice he's like a black Dr. Evil because he got like a cat <laughs> you're
0: right you're right <laughs> you know I never thought of that I guess I never thought that people don't really don't think of CeeLo as, as a rapper anymore that's that's weird I, I guess you're right though yeah, man he's
3: uh, you know he does uh, rap, but he uh, don't rap. He sings it right. Yeah, Jones yeah. Has Dude. seven up commercials. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, man.
0: Dude, that intro
2: to the second dungeon uh, the second Goody Mob album has to be at least one of the top three verses in hip-hop history
1: the the second album that was still standing right yeah shit. still standing
2: but you need to hear that shit because it is so fucking amazing well, my
3: uh, used to play that shit every day when that album came every out every day go oh to his dorm room blast it so that's like what you started saying it was like oh yes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Uh,
2: and then fucking black ice comes on right after that oh, are you black kidding ice? me oh yeah oh sky high sky <laughs> and then the fucking verse that CeeLo has where he says where he's talking about getting jacked for his Acura
3: oh yeah remember that
2: shit mm. oh my god oh man <laughs> you know what it is you done seen it before come on guys <laughs> holy shit holy shit
1: I got to go back to some Biggie cuts because, you know, Biggie was was a source in my CD player constantly. And these may not be, one of them is a strong track. The other not so much, but I still love them and I will play them back to back on my playlists. Brooklyn's Finest, Jay-Z and Notorious B.I.G. from the Reasonable Doubt album. Which I just love because you know this is like you know early '90s. This is Jay Z's first solo album, and they're just both flowing. You got the piano riff going in the background, and it just it's just so raw, and I Frickin', love it.
3: Oh man, Puffy shouting out the neighborhoods. Oh man, but okay, I reloaded. Ooh, pop, oh man, oh a pain in the ass. Ooh, <laughs> that so long in that shit. That
1: you know yeah. the first time I heard that. Cause like like I didn't see because the way the way you know Jay Z's catalog went for me, I didn't hear Reasonable Doubt first. The first album I heard was In My Lifetime Volume One, and then I heard In My Lifetime volume, you know Volume Two. And my friends are like, "No, you need to go listen to Reasonable Doubt, and don't talk to us until you listen to Reasonable Reasonable Doubt." And then I did. I'm like, "Oh, I get it now, you know, and I understand why." But you know, the rhyme flow is so cold from Biggie and Jay on that track, and then. You know, a couple of years later, you know, you know, notorious Big passed away, but in the Ready to Die album, it's I love the dough. I, you know, I love what the dough. You know, that song. Look, it's not a you know, it's not a great song. It's but just about you know flossing and, and and stuff like that. But the beat is banging. They sample an, an you know a Renee and Angela song. And it has Angela Wimbush. Angela, on it. yeah, Angela Wimbush is singing the fucking hook. You know, yeah, instead of dope. instead of singing, I, I love you love so. She's singing, "I love the dough," and like Jay says, Jay says a line, "Being broke is childish," and I'm quite grown.
3: Quite grown. What? <laughs> you just, what? Yeah, you that just, is that is my all. Oh, that's that's what I live for. Yeah. You like, need to silk
0: screen a shirt of that, Julian. Wear it to your first day of your job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you understand. Like every time I say, like, "Well, I'm broke," I feel I feel inadequate when I'm broke because I listen to too much Jay Z. <laughs> I feel inadequate. It's like I'm, quite grown. My, my 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 bank account. It's a kindergartner right now. And I think I'm going to get a tattoo that says
0: quite grown. Yep,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Wood, you should. Yes. Stricker should hook you up with that. Yes. <laughs> like that, uh, quite grown. Like, yes, Wood is. So he lives near Rapids. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> those those like team ups
1: those team ups like still mean a lot to me and they also have like you know they also have like a lot of memories for me during that period of time it's not just the music but it was you know you know things during during my life that i can always associate with those songs so i never forget them never ever forget them so i am you know i'm going to end i'm just going to end with those with those two cuts you know one was from from jay-z's reasonable doubt album and the other from uh notorious big's um life after death, I'm sorry, yeah, life after death, a double, not ready to die, life after death. scratched the surface of, of this, to be honest with you. I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff, but I, in a sense, oh, no. we just scratched the surface. yep. You know, the Rough Riders family. You know, G-Unit. G-Unit. Oh, you know and- The
3: original Murder Inc lineup. Yep. That's what I brought that up. Like, the original with Jay-Z, DMX, and Ja Rule, we never actually got an album Was We just got some random songs here and there. And it could have been epic. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, so, and those slew of albums that were, you know, DJ albums like DJ Clue, Funkmaster Flex, Funkmaster Flex, and Big Cap, oh, yes. where, where you would get those posse cuts you know, or Swain, King Tech.
0: Look, that, oh, that's where the that yeah. anti-up joint's on, yeah.
1: Yeah, see? And there you go. And so...
2: You, those those freestyle compilations, oh, man, that was my shit. I lived and died for those things. Yeah.
0: Yo, Lyricist Lounge, all those. Uh, those
2: sure. yeah. Yeah. Lounge. Fuck
1: yeah, right. man. You know, like, all that stuff. So, So, like, we just scratched the surface. So, you know, for y'all listening, y'all need to go out... Go do your research. Go use. You, yourself educated. And, and just immerse yourself <laughs> in this. And you can, Learn it. And you can't go wrong.
0: I'm hyped. I'm going to make a new Spotify channel now. I, guess. <laughs> no, through, I got man.
3: a 90s playlist that's like 250 songs deep. <laughs> well, I'm a, why aren't
0: we friends on Spotify? <laughs> I don't
3: know. We should be. We I should use be. Facebook. Right. Me too. Ooh, there right. you but go. Come on, guys. come on, Biggie be richy like Lionel. Oh, what the god. fuck, man? That was the shit. That was the shit. Yes,
1: <gasps> yes. Oh my god.
3: Guys, oh, got me hyped. That's what I'm listening to tomorrow morning. That, but like, Jay Z and Biggie talking about being rich. <laughs> and
1: and I've said this on a, on an episode before. Jay Z, Jermaine Dupree money ain't a thing. In the video, oh, yeah. they are wearing yellow canary suits yellow canary color suits throwing dollar bills at the screen with with background
3: dancers, okay? Jay-Z in his 20s didn't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 right now, J- Jay-Z right now is like rap Bill Cosby right now the way he's looking with Beyonce all bunned up. It's like, yo, he looks like somebody's dad right now. He, he, these kids have no yeah. idea. The debauchery of <laughs> Big Pimping with Dame with the freaking with the bottles, doing his little, Yo, little do dance. You, do you remember the
0: day. year that uh, you remember the year that the the um that uh, MTV awards were 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 in South Beach, and yes. uh, and and they all the rappers try to one up each other by arriving on boats. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then Hova <laughs> shows up on like this, like. Ocean liner sized yacht, dude. Like, speedboat yes. rolls up with the ladies. He had like 20 ladies in there with him. That was back before he gave up Crystal. He had the poos popping the Crystal. It was awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was we was talking. I was watching the beats see him they sitting next to Beyonce. You know, Beyonce all, you know, being all cute. And I was like, oh, man, it looks so cute. There was a time when Jay Z was the exact opposite of cute. He was like, what every dude wanted to be. He's like, oh, he's possibly fucking Mariah Carey. That's awesome. I want to be Jay Z. <laughs> oh, God. He, he's doing what? He's like, oh, man, you hear that song? It's, you know, four in the morning out the club you know six in the morning you kick it out the house like that's like man he just didn't care you know man good times nice all nice and happy
0: it's weird (laughs) hundreds of millions of dollars will do that to you Uh, yeah
3: Yeah. you know two a one buck but i guess (laughs) that happens you know you let kanye wild out like oh he can wild out be crazy the little brother go get him go get him rap night wing go get out there (laughs) <laughs> rap Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's to me that in my head. That's what Watch Throne is: Batman and Nightwing taking over, just smacking people with rap battle rains. Look at all our riches and cool toys. Be mad, be mad.
1: But look, before we go, we need to tell the people. Um, <laughs> we need to tell the people where you know they can find y'all on the internet and, and stuff like that. Uh, Tribe, we'll start with you. Uh, you can
2: find me on Tribe One.net and the one is spelled out. You can find me on Twitter at Tribe One W O N is the second one. You can find me on Facebook, just Tribe One. Um Tribe One dot I've got free music up there. And uh yeah, you should you should listen to it and and love it.
1: Nice. Julian, where they, where can they find you at?
3: All right. Uh I'm on Twitter, Julian Lytle, L Y T L E. Um, you search me on Google, you put all my other stuff, but you know, it's julianlilo.com is my website. You might find me at art shows now because I'm doing more of that. Ants.julianlilo.com is my webcomic Ants. just going to hit you up twice a week with some knowledge about either rap music, movies, politics, or something. It's talking real, real talk on that. Um, my podcast that I really update because mm-hmm. I get lazy. <laughs> it, I mean, it's. Kind of phase. I come in and out. I just do it when I feel like it. You know, when I feel like recording, that's ignorant bliss.com. And yeah, what else? Yeah, I have my, my Tumblr. Go get my Tumblr. Is long boxes on twenty twos dot dot com and help us get to thirty thousand because we are getting real close. Thirty nice. thirty thousand Thirty thousand followers. Nice. Excellent. Thirty thousand followers and no no comic sites give us any 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 talking about. I I, I find that awesome and funny because <laughs> I'm gonna give them some real points if I ever get to a hundred thousand. I'm gonna make a fun of them all day. Hey <laughs> okay. comic Alliance, you ain't that hot are you? I got a hundred thousand without you. Ah, you mad? You mad? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hilarious.
4: <laughs>
3: The people need to know where they
1: can also find Jason Wood as well. So, Jason, oh, speak uh, on, it, sir.
0: So, uh, well, the, you'll find me most often on Twitter uh, at, uh, at JB Wood, which is J A Y, the letter B W O D. Uh, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. Um, I am on Facebook, but I'm not going to bother telling you all that because I don't really let people I don't know be my friends. So, so don't worry about that. Um, and then uh, I, as uh, as Sean mentioned in the beginning, I am uh, I am one of uh, four co-hosts of a uh, mildly popular comic book podcast called Eleven O'Clock Comics. You can find us at uh, eleven the number eleven o'clock comics dot com. Uh, or on iTunes, if you search for 11 O'Clock Comics or Comics Podcast, we'll, we'll pop up there.
1: So, uh, yeah, get it, get it. Nice, nice. Oh, and I for, and I forgot before we go. How can we talk about all this sh- and not mention Run DMC's Down With The King? Damn it, I forgot oh, to yeah. mention that.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a hard, hard, hard. Pete Rock, hard, CL Smooth,
1: and Run DMC. Yo, oh, oh, and that's when, and that's when, um, and that's when Run changed up his rhyme flow. That album, that's when he changed Mm -hmm. up his rhyme flow. It's kind of sound like Tretch and. Damn it, I forgot to mention that song, but that's all right. Moving on, moving on. Listen, fellas, I can't say thanks enough for doing this. I had a blast, and now- Me too, me too. Amazing as always. My playlist for tomorrow at work is going to be fucking ridiculous.
0: I'm going to go on like a 10-mile run tomorrow. It's going to be great.
1: Nice, nice, nice. No, I I can't say thanks enough for being on the show, y'all. I appreciate it so much. Oh, man. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Yeah, for real.
2: Yeah, Yeah. thanks, Real quick. Yeah. Because I know everyone has been on the edge of their seat since I brought it up, but that movie with Bokeem Woodbine was caught up. Yes. <gasps> oh, caught oh, up. That was yes. my shit. <laughs> Yeah. And the soundtrack yes. had the song Work by Gangstar. It had Lost Boys on it, Loonies oh, featuring oh, Daz man. and Corrupt. Mm. It had Killer a Priest featuring Inspector mm. Deck and Jizza. It had, man, it had a lot of good shit on it. It oh, had nice. Loonies featuring Crooked Eye. Wow. In 1998.
3: Wow, man. That's awesome. Side note, great posse song snakes on odb's album like all every verse on snakes is crazy it's dope and then you get the odb he just goes he just goes he just goes completely utterly insane
0: yeah oh yeah he does yeah he does Ugh. smoking that pipe dude ruin you <laughs> or make you amazing
3: it gave us that album it's all worth it. <laughs> true true
1: And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network and is available at hhwlod.com and is also available via iTunes. And you can still go to pkdmedia.com to get our podcast, check out our forum, and read comics like Mercury and the Murd, Agents of Cult, and Luke Foster's The Gang from the Store for free. If you're on iTunes or our forum board, feel free to leave us a comment, or you can email us at blackbox at pkdmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then dream big and hustle hard the dream see Check. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's that's much better. That's much better. Yeah. Hey, hey Niles. Um Niles, yes, we got um we got Jason Wood from the eleven o'clock comics family on the line. Jason. Nice uh Me Tribe Tribe Meet Jason.
0: Tribe, what's up, man? How are you? I'm excellent, excellent. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. I, I uh I was so I was so hyped about you guys last hip-hop episode I was hounding Sean to do another one I was like, yo, I was like how could you have had that without asking me to be on it
3: <laughs> like, Come yo, on, the son. tweets was funny he was like yo what is this <laughs> like, <laughs> A- anytime
1: anytime I see like when Wood listens to an episode that he wants to that he you know, that he wanted to be on he was like how come? How come y'all did this and didn't tell me? It's like hashtag salty and
0: <laughs> Lowry's. It was, so, it was hashtag Lowry's
1: on this one. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was like, man, I, I gotta make up for it. I gotta make up for it. Let you know. Let's get the. Let's just get all the fam on on this one. and, yes. and, and let's just have a blast with it. Layway up and down the, the the countryside. Yo man, lay man. You know what? I ain't gonna front during the '80s and like mid '90s. Layway was my shit. I will
0: see. We're the same age, and I, I I didn't. I grew up pretty pretty poor. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was poor though. Like in retrospect, I was poor. Yeah, <laughs> and uh and we we were big fans of Layway in my house. And I didn't really. I just that was normal. Yeah. Like I thought that was like, Mom, can I get this GI Joe? Oh, we will put it on Layway. Oh, oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> but then yeah. like uh, I started going old- to school, Damn. and my friends were like. Layway what do you pour? And I'm like I, I don't know am I? <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm still going to get that 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 his tank though mm-hmm. just gonna take a couple
1: weeks. That's right. <laughs> I mean hey, that's how I got my Ace. Uh, that's how I got my Sky Striker with Ace. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's how I got my early Transformers. That's how I got my Joes. Yes. You know, Christmas, if, look, my mama, my mama broke it down like this, and my dad. Even <laughs> you were coming from a divorce home, they was like, if we can't put it in Layaway, you can't get it, and Santa ain't bringing it. The end.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, Santa, Santa was a big fan of Layaway. Yes, and
1: I, you know, <laughs> hey, 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 trust me, Layaway is good. It's, it's gotten to the point now, it's coming back. Even Toys R Us is bringing Layaway
0: Yeah, back. it's back, yep. You know, uh, it's yeah, funny you said it because you just need to think of the moment that I realized Santa didn't exist. Mm-hmm. I, I busted into my, my mom's room, on Christmas, or like a couple of days before Christmas, and I walk in, and she's got all the Clash of the Titans action figures Oops. sitting out with wrapping paper, mm. and I, you know, and I'm like, and I'm, I was an only child, so I'm like. What, and she tried to make some, some excuse. Like she winged it, like, oh, we got these for your cousin so and so. But it was like all of them. And I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. And then, of course, <laughs> under the tree that, that year was all the Clash <laughs> of the Titans pictures. And I'm like, oh, Santa's not, he's not real. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I had a, a
2: similar experience. I was way too old, first off. I was like 12. Ugh. Yeah. And now I'm you, man. Yeah. I like busted in. Uh, and my mom was rapping these G.I. Joes, and she was like, Oh, you know, Santa left these here for
0: me to rap a few days early. <laughs> was it Lowlight? Uh, no. And, and, nah. and, and uh, it wasn't? Who was it? Was it uh, Bazooka?
2: It wasn't Bazooka. You know who it was? It was Storm Shadow mm-hmm. and uh, what's the Annihilus? No, no, uh, Galabulus. No, Annihilator. Oh, no. Okay, that's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Undertow. Oh, oh yes. Undertow. Yes. Nice. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I
1: got um Fred Chow I think to do an Undertow uh, sketch card for me a few years back. Nice. Oh,
0: nice. Oh, you, you're you're a Joe fan. You'll appreciate this, Sean. I got um, I got Robert Atkins doing a, doing a um a a, a Firefly versus Beachhead,
1: uh cover up Oh, for that sounds oh. awesome. Yeah. See now, I have hashtag Lowry's right now. See. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: That's tight. That is airtight.
2: While while we're on the subject of terrible rap, this is an extreme tangent. <laughs> uh, I was driving through New York like years and years and years ago. And I always like to put it on Hot 97 because late at night they play the worst shit I've ever heard in my entire life. And there was a song that I heard on the radio. This guy was in the studio and he was some some local guy and his song came on, it was terrible, but I, I'll never ever forget the chorus. And it went, you the type of cat I don't owe no love. Cause when we in the club, you don't show no love. Now why you do that? Now you can't go home. Cause I put about two in your hat. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's so much wrong with that. Like, first of all, you never say about two because two is a very specific number. There's no confusion. Um and there's just it it was terrible. And I'm wondering if anybody out there knows what this song is because it's been like 10 years and I've never heard it again. And I really, really want to. Oh, and the saddest thing was like he was in the studio and the DJ like he heard the song he played the song and he he had to be like yo yo i don't ever hear anybody hating on you which is like the most backhanded way of saying like nobody is talking about you (laughs) if anybody out there has heard that song knows what it is please please holler at me on twitter at (laughs) tribe one one and i will uh i will make sure you are rewarded greatly
1: Uh, all right. Well, look, um, tribe.
2: Well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before before we leave, Prince Paul, have any of you guys heard uh, the Paul Barman album that he produced? Mm. Oh man.
3: I haven't listened to that guy yet. I heard. Of, no, I heard one song. I didn't. I don't really like that dude's voice. No, his
2: voice is terrible. Like his cadence. Like he doesn't know how to rap on beat. But he is the most brilliant writer I have ever heard in my entire life. Like he says, he says on one of the songs, and Prince Paul produced the entire record, and you know it's, it's called Hallelujah because it's, it's Prince Paul and Paul Varman. And, uh, <laughs> I have to listen to it just because. Yeah, it's, it, oh, no, <laughs> we do. Like even if you even if you can't get with Paul Varman's voice, like you have to like the beats on it are so amazing, and it's like Prince Paul at his most boom bap, like traditional hip hop, and it's it's so good because you really. Like, you have to look now to get that from Prince Paul. But one of the, one of the lines that Paul Barman says that I, I always remember is uh, he's he's also a writer for the Village Voice in New York. So he's like hella political. When He wants to be most of the time. He's just being really stupid. But he says, uh, you make my karma puke. You who refuse to disarm a nuke and keep printing Marmaduke. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wood is not feeling that, sir. Not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> Never all. a big Marmaduke fan myself, but <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, just listen to the record and the I mean the writing on it is just absolutely brilliant. Like at the time to- this came out in two thousand and two. And and if you look at it in that context, like nobody was writing the way that Paul Barman was writing at that time. Damn, nice. nice.
3: I could believe that.
1: Listen, you gotta understand. My dad and my mom, when they were together, and I didn't want to eat my dinner because I didn't like what was cooked, they would leave me in the kitchen and force me to eat my dinner, and I couldn't leave the table until they um, until I ate so they would be in the living room which wasn't too far and they had like this was late 70s early 80s where you had that big stereo that was basically a wood cabinet <laughs> yes and it had a record player a tape player and an eight track okay <laughs> and they would put on the teddy pendergrass record so you know i heard love tko many a times and and uh, turn off the lights and so i would just like start like mocking teddy when you know i wouldn't eat my dinner and i could hear my parents laughing you know but they be like eat your dinner boy but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know so no, man, shit is just stuck in my head but um